three. So normally I'm joined by the fellas Jake, Jordan, and Dylan. Start with you, Jake. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Had a great weekend. Uh, weather's again looking really good. All the sports are back. Spring training's wrapping up. Baseball's starting. MLB the show dropped. I mean, it's there's just a lot of good stuff going on. There's just a lot of good stuff going on for all everything sports. Draft is coming up. It's just a good time to be a sports fan. Springtime isn't dead anymore. It's a good time. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I agree. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, big March Madness fan. I've loved the tournament so far. Um, you know, I said from the start, since I didn't have a team this year, I didn't have North Carolina or Oklahoma in it. I My team that I picked from the start was San Diego State. State. Oh, just my God. A, yeah, like, just as a team, I was going to back, and, you know, they're in the final four now. So that's even just made March Madness, like, at least enjoyable since every one of my brackets busted. So uh, yeah, overall, fair. I'm excited. Free agency's been good. I'm getting more hype for the draft because I'm attending to this draft, um, which is going to be very fun as well. So, uh, yeah, springtime isn't dead. It's getting to the point where spring is very interesting. The playoffs are about mm-hmm. to start as well for the NBA. So it's getting good. It's getting good. Um, everything's starting to ramp up again. All right. Jordan, how you doing? Yeah, like I'm doing good, man. Um, like, like doing funny because every time FDU wins, like FDU and like exclamation yeah. points. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> but, um, sir. Yeah, man. I mean, like, like Jake said, and you know, spring trains around the corner. Or actually, I mean, I, I'm sorry, the season around the corner. Opening day, yep. uh, I think starts Thursday or yep. tomorrow. I think for some teams. I know we. Thank you. Oh, me day Thursday. I think um, so I'll be ready for it. Yeah, so I'm getting ready for that. Um. I think I'm going to the game, but Rodon was supposed to pitch and he got hurt. So I think it's Garrett Cole, but even though that's still a good matchup. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, man, then you got for you to see, and then you got the draft come up next, you know, like a month and a half. So a month, or yeah, it's a month and a half, yeah. a month, it's a month, exactly a month. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Um, and yeah, like NBA playoffs around the corner. You got last, I know Martin Luther is going to be, well, I'm going to be 20. $20 extra richer on Wednesday because uh, they're going to beat the Bulls. I'm excited. I mean, I guess. I mean, you better hope they do. Otherwise, you got to reach in your power. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you guys talked about it. We will talk about March Madness later on. NBA as well. MLB, the season starts. But I feel like we do need to start with Lamar Jackson. Our favorite subject. I mean, it it usually gets the show going. So we start off with Lamar. As we learned, he put in a trade request like March 2nd or 3rd. And, you know, Baltimore, they're in the winter meeting. I'm not the winter meetings, the owners meetings on Arizona and all that with all the teams getting together. Like, what do you make of this whole situation? You know, if Lamar put that trade request in, that would have been before... Baltimore put the tag on him. So now that we know the series of events there, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know how to really ask a question about this because there's just so much going on with it where it looked like, you know, Baltimore maybe was shortchanging Lamar. Maybe Lamar read the writing on the wall and decided to be proactive in putting in the trade of Crest before. I mean, what do you make of it? I'll start with Dylan. Like, does this change how you view in terms of Lamar 
next destination how you view baltimore and all this has this changed anything learning about the trade request no i think it basically it was just lamar telling us what we all knew in his words i mean he was just his one of those big things with his whole free agency saga is him being upset that the wrong stories are getting out and basically Mm -hmm. this was just lamar confirming like yeah i don't want to be here when we all kind of got a vibe that hey he didn't really want to be here so to me it doesn't change really any anything um it just makes me think like hey lamar maybe like you said was like a little more proactive and thought hey the writing's on the wall maybe this isn't it for me i'd like to be traded and then the ravens were just maybe put that tag on him because they were like okay well if you want to be traded let's see what we you can get on the open market see if you can find the contract you want just to make it a little bit easier on us um you know i just think it was just probably every side being proactive it doesn't surprise me that he asked for a trade it doesn't surprise me that he asked for a trade that early as well i just think all this does is just it confirms that like hey lamar probably doesn't want to be here and we know that because lamar told us now not like just because he hasn't signed yet he doesn't want to be there okay now i'll get to you last jordan since we know this is your squad (laughs) so jake what what do you make about this whole situation i mean this wasn't surprising this doesn't change my viewpoint on how i kind of figured the lamar jackson uh, saga whatever you want to call it the drama how it unfold to me it just felt like the relationship has been broken and it was heading towards divorce towards a split up and this just kind of reaffirms that it felt the vibes that i got in the regular season was that lamar jackson wasn't happy. He wanted the contract. He probably would have came back and played in those last games if he had guaranteed money because he didn't want to pull an RG3 and get hurt, but he didn't have that money. So he decided to protect himself. That's a whole different debate we could talk about. And just the, the vibes just felt very off between the front office and Lamar. It doesn't help that Lamar's being uh, his agent is his, is his family, which I don't think is ever a, a smart idea, but this just smells of, of a situation where, both teams just need a fresh start or both sides need a fresh start. Lamar, it would be better to go into a situation where he feels wanted and respected and the Ravens can get a, a deal on a quarterback, a quarterback that they would feel like they would want. It just feels, I don't know. It just feels ugly. It, it's good up for Lamar for the keeping it. I know you're shaking your finger at me, Jordan, but like also Lamar kept this public or kept this private for almost a month. Like that's a pretty big, that's pretty good on his part. It shows, I, I think that he wanted to do what's best for the organization. He didn't want to throw him under the bus. He didn't want to make the, he didn't want to make this uglier than it had to be. But at some point, like at some point, Lamar's just got to be like, look, I have to tell my side of the story. It's unfortunate. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't just see this ending with Lamar suiting up in purple in September. I just, I don't see it. Okay. All right, Jordan. So now, now cause you, you were somebody who, when this first started, you thought, Lamar was coming back. You, you thought he was going back to Baltimore. I mean, I still kind of, I still do think he's coming back. Okay, that was going to be my question. Do you, yeah. do you still think Lamar is a Raven when the season kicks off next season? Yeah, like both Dylan and Jake said, I mean, this is really no surprise. Like, I mean, obviously the Ravens screwed up. I've I said this tons of times that, you know, the, the front office kind of screwed up and not giving him that major deal after his MVP season. That kind of like screwed everything up. But, um, I mean, I'm assuming that since 
he got traded. I mean, oh my, uh, put my thing on mute. Um, but like, as I'm assuming that the tweet, it wasn't a new tweet because he probably just had it like it is, you know, kind of had it as a draft. Um, because that's what he, um, so and I think that. Like you see, like you, like Kyle, you see me like saying the group said that I think Ravens they would have kind of the leverage in the situation because well, now Lamar kind of has that leverage too since the tweet is out. But they slapped their franchise tag on him. I think this tweet, and it, I've been watching other sports networks and other outlets saying that the tweet was like perfect timing with how like John Harbaugh like sat down at the owners' meetings and it was like right at the time like Lamar kind of knew like. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know what time. I'm pretty sure he had a knowledge of he when the, the meetings were. Yeah, so, um, so and that's not bad was, either. That's not bad that he knew. That's smart. Uh, I think we're bring what's, that say, what's going on, Juan? You know, for the uh, past few weeks, you've been present in the chat. So appreciate yeah. you tuning in again, as well as Anthony. Ravens uh, bringing Juan said, Dallas. Let's go. Mm-hmm. LOL. And then Ravens. Anthony said, "Ravens bringing back roots. Lamar will never leave that shit." Yeah, I'm, is that, I don't know if he means that he's going to stay say in Baltimore. I don't know what that means. Um, but um, I think that um, the Ravens. I mean, it's either he suits up for the Ravens, or we better find some like high, high compensation as for Lamar. Like um, need thirteen firsts. I mean, I feel like Lamar is way worth. I think he's worth two more than two draft picks, in my opinion. Um, a couple more because this he's is a high value elite quarterback. Like obviously you have the Mahomes, Burrows, the Hurts, and then you have Lamar Herbert, um, the other quarterbacks. But I think that I mean, so like the commanders came out and said their GM said they they're not doing it, and Ron Rivera came in, backed them up, saying we're not gonna we're going for setting how so okay, well, you cannot listen that. to teams or stuff like that because why a lot they, of them, but why, but why them until take you're in, stance. you're out until you're in, yeah. yeah so why, until but, but you're actually they, in the why, building, they're not going to comment on you. Because it's also Belichick. Down? People ask Belichick about you know Lamar and all that, and he will usually just say he's worried about the people in house. If the if like if Ron Rivera came, I was like, we're getting Lamar, then the Ravens would be like, oh, tampering, and then the you know Washington could end up losing whatever picks down right. the line for that. So that every team's right. going to sit there and act like they're not mm-hmm. in on Lamar while behind the scenes they could very well be full-on going at Lamar. Yeah, They also don't want to create drama either. They want to keep, like you said, with Belichick, keep worry about the players that are there. You don't yeah. want to – Lamar Jackson's already like the biggest story in football right now, him and Rodgers, and you don't want a team like the commanders that already have enough drama on their own, especially with the pending sale – to get yeah. mm-hmm. brought up into more potential drama. They want to keep things low and quiet. And then you also want to but, give up some sense of control if a mm-hmm. team says, oh, we want to go after him. It, it just it shows your hand too soon. But it's been, so, it's, so it's been like what? Since like he, he had, he, the, tw- the tweet was from like March 2nd or he requested the trade. March 7th was the franchise tag deadline. So teams have had pl- a plethora of times like in offer sheets. I, I I know I know there's a draft coming up. I know the draft coming up, but yeah. teams, if you're a star quarterback, I mean I'm surprised Lamar didn't get at least one offer sheet by now. Like um and he, and he hasn't. There's um, no and, rush to. 
There's no yeah, rush, there's but no I rush. mean, obviously, if you're Lamar, you want to get this done before six drafts, so you, you can know there, what. There's where, there's no rush now. Like the him asking for a trade makes me think like other like hitting the him not getting any offers and then him saying like hey i requested a trade makes me think all the other nfl teams knew he was going to request this trade or already knew that he requested a trade and they're like what's the point of like trying to sign him or give him an offer sheet when we can just like try to trade for him maybe and then like work out the the contract situation later and like the reason why i kind of shook my head at jake because like I think you said like him and like the Lamar and the Ravens are kind of like at like a which I already stand still, but I mean Lamar he said in tweet he he likes football he likes to play football like and I, I don't think I mean obviously time time heals all wounds right he wants to play you football somewhere other than Baltimore yeah I mean I mean but just like Anthony said it's the money the money the problem is the money right yeah. and if a team Ravens offers him something Ravens will match the offer. Ravens will have to offer. Oh, well, I don't know. He, he from from the Ravens' perspective, Lamar Jackson said he doesn't want to be there. I mean, didn't he say at the end of the tweet, "I'll see, I'll, I'll see you soon" or whatever? At, at, at the end of the tweet, he can visit. Yeah. So it's he'll not, eventually and, play and, Baltimore. And, and, and why, I mean, he'll five years to go somewhere. I, I, I know Harbaugh has has kind of like kind of played the high high road and oh like but I mean even the president Sasha Brown came out and said oh we want Lamar okay. Harbaugh says they have to say that why yeah, would they, they say we don't want Lamar if they don't say Lamar then because they would have because they would have stopped the exclusive tag and just trade number off the bat no if that's the case I mean exclusive tag you can just t- trade sign and trade them anytime you want no because if they but can't get what they want. And they need to mend whatever relationship they can with Lamar. If they have to end up keeping Lamar, they can't be like, we don't, don't want this, Lamar. And then you have to have I don't think this Lamar. Lamar is over, so I'm, I'm so confident. Oh, it's, I'm it's like definitely not over. over. So, Jordan, put it this way. Let's say we've gone through I mean, I'm not trying this. to be like a Ravens homer. I'm just kind of like. No, no, I know. I, I, I get where you're coming from. But here, here's my question to you. <laughs> so, if, <laughs> if this whole saga ends with after the draft, you know, Lamar ends up signing the tag and playing for Baltimore. Like, wouldn't you be somewhat upset by the fact that free agency was held hostage with this whole story? You could you probably missed out on players that you probably wanted yourself that they couldn't get because Nelson they didn't know the situation. Right. <laughs> so they've done all this for Lamar to come back, and you you said that you wanted to get better wide receivers for for Lamar in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. All they've gotten is I mean, there's, I mean, it's still I like with Zhob, Odell, Beckham. Well, I think they said Sutton is like tradable. That's what Sean Payton said the other day. I mean, I guess if if you can, if all right, if you end up with Aguilar, OBJ, Lamar, and Bateman, they, and maybe they, a rookie of Jackson they, and Smith they, and Nick Jigma. Well, depending on what, the, depending on what. That, that that's an interesting piece of this because like, okay, if we do trade Lamar, we we're looking in that one, one through ten range in the draft. Colts probably. I've heard the Colts are the front runner. Like obviously, they they said oh they want to sign or trade for Lamar. They said that they want. I think the GM has said that. I feel like at um, this point you should want that trade to go through. At this point, just know that you're getting something for Lamar and not sitting here in limbo wondering. You know who's gonna blink first? 
you know, does Baltimore change their stance and bring Lamar back? If Lamar comes back, is he going to actually be happy I in think, Baltimore? I think the reason at why least Lamar you get the number four pick out of it, you can be like, oh, we lost Lamar, another, but now we start looking be. at Richardson, Levis, whoever at four. And just well, move Levis on from would be it. weird there. It would, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, I assume it's probably Richardson. If I they, think my 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 thing is with this whole tweet. I think Lamar put this out legit, like perfect timing with the whole order meeting interviews and the media is because he's probably like, yo, he's probably making the Ravens think like, yo, you, you better pay me or I'm out. You know what I'm saying? It's like I told you what I saw the whole time. Yeah, I don't think that is affected. I don't think he's officially out. Way. Out. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he's out. Of the, I don't think he hates Baltimore. I don't think he doesn't want to pay for the team. Obviously, he likes the team. It's just like he he wants the money. Or he's eager to get traded. That's why he let it be now. All right, so Brett said, is he worth two firsts and paying 45 to $50 million when he hasn't been able to finish the season the last two years? Not to mention he left the playoff game against the Bills earlier with an injury three years ago. Three seasons in a row that's ended with injuries, so I understand why teams would hesitate. Uh, Anthony was uh, – so he said, plus I think teams are waiting until after the draft. So they won't give the Ravens a high draft pick. Anthony, uh, we've kind of brought that up for the past couple of weeks. That's why I think this thing's going to get dragged out even longer. Uh, Brett says, if you say we don't want Lamar, you just nuke your trade leverage. Ravens meet with OBJ. And Anthony also added, I'm not giving the Ravens a number four pick. They can have why, my next Why not? Team. I mean, he's, value, he's way valuable than the number four pick in the draft. The point is... If you can, if the but like if I'm a team, number yeah. four this year, wait till after the draft, trade for yeah. Lamar. That means you're trading 24 and 25, not this year. So now you're bringing in Lamar with the number so four. You, pick so you, so you think the teams are waiting after the draft to like lowball the Ravens? That's been my stance. Oh, absolutely. All, that's the been whole, my stance the whole time. Yep. yep. The that, only that team that I could Baltimore see to, that would Baltimore potentially do Lamar it this year would be Detroit because they have two first round picks this year. They could give. They have a pick in the late teens, and they keep their number six pick, I think it's this year. And the next year, they give another pick. And that team is super excited. I mentioned that either last week or the week before. Like if, if like the Falcons, who I think should go after Lamar as much as mm-hmm. I – being unbiased, I, I hate the Falcons. But they should go after him, but they should do it after the draft because that team would be significantly better. You're talking about a pick that's probably 25th. In the next two drafts, as opposed to wherever they're drafting this year. Well, teams are going to low. Well, yeah, teams are going to low ball the Raven like that. This is just like it's not Lamar. low ball necessarily. It's, it's, it's just smart. So, it's just so smart. I mean, but we need, if but we need, but we, but we need compensation if that happens after. If the, if the rules for the compensation are two first round picks. Yeah. That's the rule. The, no, the Ravens. I'm saying after the draft. I say after the draft, you don't get shit basically. But that's what y'all. No, you just get the next two years draft. Yeah. Yeah, that, but we need players. That, yeah, you just no, don't go. You don't get instant your compensation. You're still yeah. getting compensation. The, the, you just don't point, get it for the now. Right. Yeah. The point is, the Ravens signed a non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, knowing that the rules for a non-exclusive tag are if they don't match the offer, they get two first-round picks. The Baltimore Ravens knowingly did, knowingly took that risk, and so you can't be complaining. We need more compensation if. The Baltimore, if the other teams are just following the rules that yeah, are set Baltimore by the already said we think he's worth two first round picks if you want him. Yeah. So it's just. So Baltimore, if they wanted to, I mean, the next step for them could be 
rescind the tag, work out a different trade where now you're not confined to the two first round picks this year and next year or next year and the following year. Work out a different trade that way, so where it's maybe it's a like a I don't know second and a fourth this year, a first next year, a first and a third next year, and then whatever else from there. That's why I love these teams. A young piece, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. And maybe that's what's going on now. Maybe they're working this out, and if they find a trade that they like, they rescind the tag, put the trade through, and then we just move on. Uh, so Anthony says, question, if Lamar signs that tag and holds out, does he get paid still? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that if you hold yeah, out and sit, if you sit out, I don't believe you get paid. If it's just like I'm sitting out, I don't believe you get your game checks. Right. I, yeah, I think that I think that's right, Jake. Yeah, that's my understanding. So the question then would be if like the question is if Lamar doesn't get any offers, could he sign the not? Could he refuse to sign the non-exclusive tag or whatever and hold out? He wouldn't be getting paid in that aspect. And that, and that and plus, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's thirty it's thirty two million. But didn't he get because his he wasn't like the last pick or like so he, he hasn't he, made good money until this year. This was the first yeah, year he no. made. As yeah, far as NFL goes, big dollars. This is yeah, the only he, year he's uh, made that. I think his rookie contract was like one point seven million. I heard yeah, he's That's made like a, he's made peanuts for what he's but thirty two million. I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't be as happy. I'm playing, but thirty two million still like. I, obviously, you want more than that. You have to look but, at it from a sense of value. Like obviously, to to normal people, thirty two million is generate. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like, that's like, right? I I'll take million. Million. Yeah, yeah, I take it too. But we're talking about as these, far as, these yeah. top one percenters in the world yeah, that are yeah. looking at it. They're saying these owners are making millions of dollars. My yeah, peers billions. are making, you know, in the 100, 200 guaranteed range. I, for me to make 30, that's not being smart business for myself. And I need to get paid what I'm worth for any athlete. Well, yeah, he, they could athlete. tag him for two years. Um, I think the team, anything can tag anybody for two years, I think. So, um, yeah. Pretty sure Lamar is trying to avoid that. Which no, he doesn't want the tag. trade request. He just wants to get. He just wants to get that money. That's all. But money, money. Fair. Nobody wants to be tagged. Money yeah. is the root of all evil. He so. wants the years. The money will come with it, but he needs the guaranteed, guaranteed. years yep. because being out three years in a row, like Brett said, the playoff game. Wait, was he hurt year. that Bills team? I, 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 I thought it was just that. Uh, I thought it was just, it wasn't the second Titans game because we beat the Titans a second time. I'm trying to see no, what Brett was talking about. against the Bills he put, not the Titans. Because we didn't make the playoff last year because he got no, he's hurt. He's three years ago. I think it's three, three years, years ago, back. Three years two ago. years ago, then last year he got hurt at the end of the season. So in Lamar's mind, I signed a tag for one year. I get hurt again. So now I'm going into the next offseason, going through this whole song and dance again. But now – with four years on my record of being hurt, what's my value going to do then? It's just going to continue to drop. So he's trying to take advantage of it now, hoping. Oh that- yeah, yeah, Bray, you're right because I know it was it was a, that that game it was like raining, um, and I think he thing I think it was the last play of the game when um he got hit. Yeah, I mean that's that's just football, man. I mean that's concussions happen, but yeah, that's yeah three seasons, I guess, yeah. But a guy who relies on his athleticism getting hurt three years in a row is scary it's, to teams. It's scary. And those those players drop historically pretty fast. 
and that's yeah. that's that's the concern. Now, I don't. Do I think Lamar is going to tail off all the next year, the next two years? No, I don't. But it does give some pause for concern from from the ownership group. But the whole thing is just this is just brewing bad feelings between the Ravens and Lamar, and that's what's making this whole thing harder for both sides. Is that there's been multiple years of frustration of not feeling valid because all of us we, you know we have our jobs and we want to be fairly compensated and if we're not fairly compensated and we're top performers we feel gypped we we feel disconnected we feel angry at our management i know i do if i feel like i'm doing higher work than i'm doing i should be getting paid for it it's the same thing for these dudes and you have to wonder if the ravens just would have paid him when they had the first chance that asking price is going to be a lot lower because the quarterback market is increasing every single year. That's what I'll be done. You could look at the same thing with Dak Prescott years and years ago. He has this mammoth contract. Now if the mm-hmm. Cowboys would have signed him way early on, he'd be making half of what he's making now and it'd be a better, a better uh, financial situation with quarterbacks. Probably done a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. With quarterbacks, you just, if you, if he's your guy, you just pay him. Because the market is never going to improve. It's never going to come down in your favor. It's never going to go down. Unless, you know, the only thing would be like a Daniel Jones could scare you, but I don't know if Daniel Jones is in the same tier as some of these other quarterbacks are getting paid big money. Like, that one scares me because of the higher money. But we'll talk about Lamar. He won an MVP. Like, he's not going to fall off a cliff in two years. So... Anthony Price says, "At this point, Ro- <laughs> at this point, Rogers will retire before Lamar gets traded." Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where this goes. The trade request is out there. Owners' meetings, maybe coming out of the owners' meetings, maybe we get some rumor about possible deal. If not, I mean, we turn into draft mode. Maybe there's some talk about a draft night deal type thing. Who knows? That'd be crazy. We, yeah, we know this story is not going away, but that would be probably the biggest move of the draft in recent years if a guy like Lamar gets traded on draft night. Yeah, not a lot of, and it's like in the NBA, you see a lot of players get traded on draft night, but it's not like that in the NFL. Not a lot of people get traded on draft night. It's mainly picks. So well, Lamar goes. The last one was like Hollywood Brown. Uh, that was like yeah, two years. But that was rare. Yeah, that, that was yeah. rare. That was surprising. Like that, that was, was a that was first. a big that was a big deal. Everyone's like, "Wow, player got traded." Like, we don't see well, those things very often. To, to be fair, I kind of, well, I didn't expect him to be traded in draft. But I, I, Hollywood Brown was. I mean, he was a good wide receiver, but he was dropping passes. Um, he was too short. But really, he's not a number receiver. He's not a number one, in my opinion. So I think I don't know what we got from that trade in the draft. I think we got. You got a first. First, yeah, yeah, it's the first that you dropped Kyle Hamilton. But Ravens, I mean, I think Ravens know what they're doing, man. Um, I think Ravens, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're one of the two. I have, I have trust in my um, the organization and what they're going to do. So, um, first is they 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 have to keep Lamar in the building. I mean, keep the man happy, man. Um, I know he keep him happy, they would have paid him two years ago. Well, I understand that, but that's the past. I mean, now we're looking at the future, so it's like. (laughs) <laughs> well, the president says he wants out. But now, but now, Rams really had to be earnest because now I heard a report saying that um, Staley is, wants to uh, extend Herbert, but they said there's no rush on the on a contract. But they should get it done before the draft. That's what he said. So Ravens have to step it up and put put the gas on the pedal, man, or put the foot on the pedal, man, because 
teams are going to start extending quarterbacks. The market's only going to go up. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. And one would have to either, you know, do something now before the draft. I'd rather have it done something before the draft so we can, you know, start making whatever is left in the market for ancient moves. Um, and if we still have to draft a receiver or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Holly. I don't know. I think he was um, you don't let pro bowlers. You don't. You don't let pro bowlers just walk out the front door. <laughs> I mean, one, one question I, mean, I want pro, to. I'm keeping our pro bowl before Mac Jones. Like realistically, yeah, Jones Tyler Huntley is probably going to be the starter next season. Like realistically, <laughs> yep. Huntley uh, will probably be the starter next season. Yeah, most that's what even if guess. you draft a rookie, he isn't going to probably he start won't be over ready. Huntley. One question I want to ask is: when we have a superstar NFL player ask for a trade. When does it not happen? Like when a Fair. when a quarterback Fair. is unfair is unhappy in a situation, it's not very often that the guy just sticks around. And yeah, I think it, and it's like that with most players. To be yeah. fair, like I think the Tyreek Hill trade is a perfect example of that. It's like, man, like the rumor of him possibly being traded to being traded happened all in a day. Like, mm-hmm. like when I, I can't stretch that enough. I was literally like looking on my phone and it was like, oh, Tyree Kill could possibly be traded due to contract disputes. And then it was like, oh no, this is like serious in like 45 minutes. And it's like, actually he has a choice of two teams like an hour later. And then it was like, oh no, he's traded. So it's like, man, if they want out, teams get desperate. They're like, okay, like whatever. If you don't want to be here, like we'll get some compensation. We'll get something. We'll do go a different way, like whatever. The only, the, the only situation, are the old that well, the Tyreek has a good one because I was in class. I remember, like, oh, you think the Jets are going from Miami? Then boom, he went to the Miami. So the Jets, I think they were one of the teams to get him too. And then he like kind of like when he got traded to Miami, he kind of like kind of like uh, mocked the Jets. Oh, or he's some, some kind of pose he made. But the only player that kind of saved a situation like this, I know it's a different position, but deal with Samuel was with uh. With San Francisco, I mean, he, I guess he, Debo. I guess Debo did get his money. He asked for a trade. Yeah, he was. So he was kind of like he was requesting That's a trade. Yep. He, he, I mean, even though I mean, quarterback is probably the most valuable position on 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 the field because that's your leader, both locker room and on the field. Um, I know it's the pay is kind of different, um, the value, mm-hmm. but I mean, Debo held out. I mean, uh, he he requested a trade, and then he was like, "Oh, I mean, I'm." I'm a receiver who can be in a slot. I can be a running back. I can be anything you want me to be—a tight end, well, not tight end, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. you just, you know a slot receiver. Um, so he was like, he knew his worth. I'm not sure what, how many years he got, uh, like five year extension. I'm not sure what his contract was, but he, I mean, that's kind of where I see Lamar. Lamar is kind of like you know, kind of being low profile, kind of like working behind the scenes, and maybe Ravens budge and getting extension. That's why I have kind of faith and like that because like he got his deal and Debo got his deal. So there's potentially two things that are a little different in both situations, though. Debo Samuel was on a Niners team that was a legit Super Bowl contender. Lamar with the Ravens, the AFC is getting much better around Baltimore. So if Lamar goes back to Baltimore, what's the guarantee that they win the division? Pretty low with Cincinnati there. Well, I think they're uh, protected. Uh, record without Lamar is like eight and a half games, so maybe a wild card. But that's just really? a run and get the under on that one. 
Yeah. Nelson Aguilar's not 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 changing anything, man. Vegas trying to give away money with eight and a half with no. Well, eight and a half. Like, is that still like a like a is that like a like a wild card record? No, maybe. if you're if you're lucky. But yeah. no, wild card's probably no. Dead. And the NFC, and you know, if the eight and a half. So if you go over, it'd be nine and eight. The NFC, absolutely. The AFC, you're you're. That's pretty. That's pretty tight. AFC, you need ten popcorn. Watching the games. Yeah, yeah, you need to to guarantee to feel comfortable. You yeah. need ten. All right, Anthony says only player that was traded and got his money was uh, Roquan Smith, and where he. Where did he go AJ to the Brown. Ravens? Wild I mean, that's, and that's not really. I mean, it was either it was either it was either sign Lamar to a contract and franchise tag Rocon or vice versa. So I mean, like the Ravens are known for their defense. I mean, I like the move. I mean, Roquan, that's that's a good move. But I get it. Lamar has been there before Roquan. I get it. But Marshall got the money before. But that at least solidifies that spot on in that on that defense for a couple years. To piggyback off Anthony's question, how many teams choose a middle linebacker over the quarterback? Uh, didn't uh, they do it with um, like Patrick Williams when he's in the league? But that was a couple of years ago. So. Who did they choose over who was the quarterback that they chose Patrick Willis over or other way around? Like, I. You're gonna yeah, go I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if the Niners quarterback was looking for a contract when they right. I don't even know who the quarterback was. was. It wasn't Kaepernick. Was it Kaepernick? So I'm saying, well, Baltimore situation. They knew Lamar's contract situation was looming over their head, and they ran quickly to lock up Roquan, knowing full well Lamar was still looking for a deal. So that's got to rub you the wrong way if you're Lamar. That's got to piss you off some. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's making this tough. And I, I just think he's like. Good by the franchise. He's not trying to start drama, but I think he wants a new, a fresh set of scenery. It's like, it's like that situation for you know everyone that works. You have a, a boss that doesn't respect you, and you get a boss that respects you and values you. You're so much happier at your job, and I'm sure that's what Lamar is is wanting is to feel yeah, respected. I mean, he he did say in the tweet like you know the Ravens don't value don't value the the money that I'm that I'm earned. So I mean, I I, I respect that. I mean, I, I do want any player in the league. No matter what your race is or what your what your player type, whatever, you deserve your money. You know what I'm saying? Agent or no agent, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and he he knows his worth. Um, he he wants his money, and I respect that. You can't, you know, um, you you can't just not honor a man for not you know wanting his money. I get that. Um, All right. So far, get to con man. Con, Brett put on here. Who would set the odds at eight and a half without Lamar? Yeah, I didn't even. Uh, that's I, why I, I said, the right. number, that's I the know. case, better hook up that under. You're about to make a lot of money. Because there's no way Huntley and Adam no. are getting over eight and a half wins. Well, Not I mean, a chance. I mean, I can, I mean, maybe if you have time, I can go over our schedule. You can say it. <laughs> you don't need to. You're not finding nine wins on that schedule with Huntley and Nelson Aguilar. Not happening. But then that's depending on the moves you make in the offseason still in the draft. No. What move? What moves? You made your moves. No, not yet. No, not we're not done yet. Okay, I guess I guess you're trading everything to get Hopkins, Jerry Judy. You're gonna pay OBJ his money. Okay, I'd still take the under, even if you pulled all that, because I don't really? think Huntley's the guy to 
kept you, them. You, you have to have someone to throw the ball. And, and look, I like Huntley a lot. He, I mean, Huntley, he can throw the ball. Not because I mean he's, he can. He can throw the. Not like he's a trash quarterback. Not nine what, wins. What, what was the Ravens' record after Lamar went down with injury and Huntley oh. was starting? It wasn't. They they definitely tailed off. It's going to be a monumental So let me go through comments. It's a long one. Hellfell's oh comment gosh. in the building. So guys, Colin Jordan. As far as Lamar is concerned, it's going to be a monumental decision. If Lamar gets his value, agents are out of the game. And number two, guaranteed contracts will be the standard, which we know owners are never going to let that happen with guaranteed contracts being the standard. Big decision is going to have to be made. I'm the NBA guy. I'm pissed off with these NBA players. Damn. <laughs> 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 That's, that's, I agree with that. Yeah. That, all right. NBA guy that I'm pissed off with these NBA players who I'll say a vision every time a damn call when they are making 49 or more a year. I love this. Sharing this. Appreciate yeah. you, Con, man. Appreciate it. Uh, then Anthony said, got Con, man, writing a whole essay. Hey, that's Con, man. It's fun. That's good yeah. stuff. But, all right. I mean, you just like, I mean, Con said it best. I mean, I mean, this is a crucial decision what the Ravens want to do. They did they want to sign so sign, sign to a new con- extend them. I'm pretty sure they still want to. Or they want to get compensation and get a, a rookie quarterback or I think they want to know. sign into the contract they offered them. They and don't want it. to pay a dollar more. Nope. That's it. They're not gonna budge. And Lamar is going to be hurt. I just want to say before we move on, I know we're going a little long on this subject. As far as we're talking about money for Lamar and what he's worth, uh according to, to Spot Track, his career earnings is 32 million and 27 million of that was from last year. So you're talking about less than $5 million from every year before that, including the MVP season. Dude wants to get paid. He's earned it. He deserves the I, I I agree. I agree. Other than the playoff points, I mean, he can get playoff points. That's, I mean, obviously playoffs are hard because, you know, but I mean, that can, that can be, that can be upgraded. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, he just, he, he feels like he needs to get paid, and the Ravens are looking at that like, no, that you don't deserve it, and that's what it comes down to. And feelings get hurt, egos set in, people get stuck in their ways, and it's that's why we're here. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, because, you know, the simplest way this would have been done was Ravens slide a number across the table, Lamar slides a number across the table, the two of them look at each other, and the, they would have went, okay, let's meet in the middle. This would have been done. Years ago, months ago, all that. And the price had been a lot lower than what they'd yes. be paying now to keep them. The fact they've gotten to this point and the Roquan Smith thing that, you know, Anthony brought up, let you know Baltimore has been prepared for life after Lamar. Yep. Now, now how Jordan is it, up, but the Ravens have been. Yeah. Depending on how they navigate that, I mean, I'm sure Jordan and other Ravens fans wouldn't want to see, you know, next season Huntley's under center week one with – I don't even know who what Anthony Brown is his backup, and Anthony Nelson Aguilar Brown. running routes, dropping I'll, passes or fumbling. I'll like, say this: as a Saints fan, going from Drew Brees to Andy Dalton, like it sucks. So yeah, there's a fear of like you don't want to see your MVP quarterback, your Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, just go and not have a good replacement because then you're in purgatory and it sucks. Or you could be lucky like me and go from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith and then Geno Smith actually be good. Yeah. Yeah, Geno I still don't know how that happened. He was written off after the Jets and he resurrected his career. So. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, yeah, 
I mean, I, I mean, as far as you know, extending our playoff run and just being a better team. I mean, we're not. We're still established on defense. Um, we're just like you know, it's just a Lamar Jackson extension or just a couple pieces on offense. To, I mean, we're still good on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we got Roquan Smith, they got Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams. I mean, maybe I'm pretty sure we're gonna get there. Don't Marcus Peters. Um, that, that that probably happened during the season with that deal. Um, but I mean, we're good on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe maybe another cornerback, maybe because of Chuck Clark uh, hole or find another safety. But as far as offense, I mean, we're just if you think about it, I mean, we have Dobbins, we we have Gus Edwards, which I mean, Justice Hill. Those guys are hurt every other week. Dobbins. One week, one week, it's like Dobbins Dob- is playing, but Dob- Gus Dobbins is out, was, but no, no, Gus the, comes back. Dobbins no, Dobbins was hurt, hurt, but then he, he, I think the, it was a Giants game. It wasn't his. Had to get stuff out of it. It's not like he got hurt again. He just got had to like clean. Get the you clean out his knee. Clean. Exactly, but he didn't That's get hurt again. Not necessarily but, a good thing. If, if you can't play, you're hurt. Like if you're not playing, you're injured. And the biggest thing is, you're making it seem like you bring Lamar back to this team, and all of a sudden, like it's all golden. I mean, the, this he's, guy's he not going anywhere. Pittsburgh is getting better with Pickett. I mean, he has a forty-five. Pickett's, Pickett's legit. Pickett's going to be good. I I like what I've he's seen. He's legit from after one year. I like what I saw from him. Bro, Lamar won an MVP after one year. <laughs> okay, but I mean, yes, he could be legit after one year. It, yes, when you watch him play, don't look at the box score for Kenny Pickett. And look, I, I'm not a big Steelers fan, but you look, ignore the box score, ignore like what you see, just the completion. I know. I, I mean, you I watch him play, and it's like, man, I kind of like what I see from him. And I have the to offense, wait after next season, see what he does, man. Because yeah, well, sure, I'm not, I'm not saying he's he's going to be like a Pro Bowler or, or an All Star kind of a deal, like, it, yeah. but. I like I mean, what I mean, I've seen. You mean, I mean, are the Ravens fan? I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. Look, I, I know you hate the Steelers, and that's great. But I mean, I, hey, I, you're right. I support that, but yeah, like after Roethlisberger, that's a good pickup for them. Um, no, he's going to sure. be good. The Steelers are a really good organization. But like I said, they have the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns. Watson has a full season back. It's going to be a tough division. You that's could easily be last in the division. That's what I'm saying. With the Ravens, you bring Lamar back. Okay. You're dealing with the Bengals, Steelers, Browns twice a year. The Dolphins, we'll see what they do with their quarterback position, but they seem like a team Tom ready Brady. to go. <laughs> still not giving up. I'm still Aaron convinced Patrick. it's going to happen. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. The Chargers, if Staley gets his head on right, they're a good team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville, they're kind of making moves. If Calvin Ridley comes back and doesn't have a lot of rust on him, that's a team that's legit. Mm-hmm. Like the the AFC is significant. The good teams are in the AFC. Yes, I mean maybe Lamar's looking at you know get me to the NFC, let me do some work. But because I I doubt Baltimore wants to trade him in the AFC. I kind of doubt that. Yeah, no. Which is why this whole thing. I mean, Common brought it up. Lamar to the Patriots. The bad blood between Baltimore and New England, I find it hard to believe that they're going to turn around and trade Lamar to New England. I don't think they want to do that. Unless if Lamar were to come out, which Mick Mills says he wants to be in New England. But even then, I don't know if Baltimore necessarily would do that for him. Hold on, let me get to these other comments here. Brett says, can't wait to see what Jordan Love is made out of. I'm very intrigued. Brett, thankfully, Green Bay made that decision because the Aaron Rodgers thing was played out. 
yeah. Comment, we, we know it's you. You got to explain yourself. <laughs> I, I just saw a tweet. Um, it was, I, guess so Lamar need, I guess Lamar needs to tear an ACL and pull his meat out at a massage table for the Falcons to show interest. <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's wild <laughs> i just i just want to say uh jordan you mentioned the schedule for mm-hmm. the ravens it's yeah. not easy so outside of your division you have seattle you have miami you have detroit you have san francisco the chargers jaguars and and tennessee those are that's a tough schedule. Under- you know you're losing to seattle yeah. that's just my seattle yeah. Mark it down. Seattle's, just mark it down. That's a loss. That, that's a tough schedule. It's not a cakewalk. Hammer. That's all I'm saying. Is it's not. Oh a, yeah, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk. I'm saying Bobby we can. Wagner's I mean, going to get 36 tackles. I guess. Oh, Hammer the under. Yeah, eight and a half. If if so far your big move but the thing is on it Nelson Aguilar, like a six or seven win team. If that's what you're banking on so far. You said six and seven. Yeah, six or seven, six, wins, seven wins. If you're if you're not, you haven't improved your team at all because of this whole mess. Algalart, I mean, he's not any good. He wasn't good like three years ago, and you expect him to be like something that Lamar's going to get excited about. No one's getting excited about him anymore. It's it's rough. It's going to be. Mean, I'm not saying he's going to have a breakout year, but who knows, man? Who knows with this Tom Munkin offense what he can do, man? I'll tell you, Aguilar's season drop pass. drop passes. Then he's gonna make catches. You'll be like, "Oh snap! He has hands." He's gonna try to make a move and it's gonna get stripped from him. That's what Aguilar is right now. He's gonna frustrate Ravens fans. Oh, Odell Beckham, OBJ. He met. He had a meeting with the Ravens. I think some other teams too. So we'll see. Jets. I I could see him. Doing a Giants reunion. That's where I see him. And the owner said that you're willing to do that. But... The Giants have need help at wide receiver. OBJ likes the spotlight. It'd be a cool story. I think a lot of the heat from OBJ's kind of died down that he had in New York all, all those years ago. Mm-hmm. It'd be a cool coming home story. It doesn't need to be like the LeBron I'm coming home deal when he went back to Cleveland, but it'd be a cool story. The organization situation than they're in now. And they need to go after wide receivers. I think it makes sense. If I was to bet money, which I don't, I'd say it's going to the Giants. Uh, all right. So Brett says, at his best, Nelson is serviceable, and that's like at his absolute peak. Yep. Anthony says, if OBJ wants to win, go to the Chiefs. Look. I don't think he wants to play in the cold for a whole like in Arrowhead, where the it's just so the wind's just there. I don't know. I just don't know if you see him being in Kansas City. I just don't. Sam being a Kansas City guy, I think right. he wants a bigger market. It'd be interesting. I think he'd want uh, another another dude to be there with him in that receiver room. Yeah, right. he's probably a two at this point, so he probably wouldn't want to be the number one on a team like that. I could see that. I mean, Kansas City is the it franchise, so I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. But he's already got his ring, though. Too like he won his ring. He played a huge role in in their mm-hmm. their team's success. So he wants to go somewhere, probably more long term. I don't see Kansas City giving him a long term, uh, long term deal if he went there. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, Brett says Odell to the Jets, which is what uh, Dylan said. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would love it just for the chaos with Aaron Rodgers, OBJ, the oh, New York man. media, Odell going to the other New York team. Just give me more chaos. Give me more stuff to talk about every week on on shows like this, man. 
So comment and so this is NBA with a new CBA coming more salary cap space. Whoop, whoop. Let's give Lou Alding a lot of money again. Oh wait, no, he's talking about NFL because NFL has a new oh, yeah. CBA coming as well. Yeah, I thought it was NBA at first, but yeah, hey, yeah, that's gonna be years. that's gonna be interesting as well. Two years out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I skipped another one from comment. Let me go back up real quick. Yeah, where he was kind of promoting the show. Check out my show. Nate Archibald, Dana Bear is coming in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Dana Barrow's from he's from Mattapan, I believe. My neck of the woods, so I'll definitely check in that. Tune into that. Uh, all right, Brett. Chandler Parsons, Max, the greatest choice of that offseason. I still think it's uh, Timothy Mozgov. Nicholas Batum, like there are so many crazy people who just but like Batum's turned into a he's kind of saved his career. Yes, like definitely. Like Mm -hmm. Mozgov was just garbage. He was not. He was not worth any piece of that contract in Charlotte. Absolutely, Charlotte though. No, you're you're 100 correct. But at least he could he plays like Mozgov did nothing. Like I like you knew that contract was was the bad the moment it was inked and yeah. Yeah. But the thing with Moscow was he'd have like a random 20 rebound game. And you'd just be like, what? Where did that come from? And then you'd go into obscurity for like the next three weeks. The crazy thing with the, like that Chandler Parsons contract, I'm pretty sure I heard a story that was like um, he was waiting, like waiting to hear from other teams. And he heard the offer that is he got. And his agent was like, take it, take it, take it. Because he knew <laughs> that Chandler Parsons was injured. And wouldn't pass yeah. a physical with most other teams, so that he was like, "Just take it," and did. All right, Can't say all right so chat, chat's trying to go NBA. I feel like we should just jump into NBA right now. Yep. So Brett says at least Batum played. Parsons hardly played from Memphis. Yep. Well, then he went to the Hawks, and then he had that car accident that completely derailed his career. And then, what's y'all's take on load management? I mean, I guess we can kick off NBA with that question. So what's y'all's take on load management? It just depends, really. Um, I'm in the side of agreeance, like, man, everyone can't afford these type of things. So, like, it sucks when you pay the money to go go see your favorite NBA player play, and it's like, oh, they actually can't play. So, yeah, I, I don't like it in that sense, but I do get it. These dudes are playing like 40 minute games it doesn't seem like a lot but a 40 minute running back and forth game does take a lot out of some people it is plus mm-hmm. workouts plus media plus a lot it does take a lot out of some people and i do understand that but also on the flip side like people spend tons of money to come see you guys play to wear your guys's jersey here 140 dollar nba jerseys that cost a lot like the 70 dollars it probably takes just to do everything that isn't to buy a ticket just for the event you're going to. It's so much that goes into being a sports fan, rather that's just outside of watching it when you want to actually go to an event. So not seeing your favorite players play suck. And yeah, it's just it's just tough. It's just tough. Like I wish, I wish there was some sort of regulation with it. I wish like you would have preset dates maybe, so like you know, kind of can avoid stuff like that. But it's just rough. Well, I think with loan management, where the disconnect's going to be is, you know, if you are an older NBA fan, 
like the the season's been the same length, yet players back in the day were playing every night. So, technology, medicine, all better now, yet now these athletes can't handle the full schedule. And I think that's where, you know, that's why you see when you bring up load management, there's like this great divide amongst fans because some fans are like, I get it. You know, it might be some random night in New Orleans. You're not mentally all the way there. You just want to take a night off. What's the what's the big point? But then to the other side, it's like, okay, go tell Larry Bird, go tell Michael Jordan that, you know, we're giving you the night off. Those players will look at the coach and be like, no, I'm playing tonight and you're not going to tell me to sit out. And I do think that's where, you know, people who hold on to the glory days of back in the day, I think the load management just pushes that point even more. Because like I said, this was never a problem back in the day. But now all of a sudden, it's like the modern athlete needs certain days built in in order to make it through the whole season. And that's why I kind of don't understand the whole load. Like if you're legitimately hurt, at that point, it's not load management. You're just off the injured list. But some of these players where now it's like teams are kind of making up little ailments to give players a night off because they don't want to look bad. Like, you know, San Antonio a couple of years ago where I think they put like Tim Duncan sat out for like old age or something. It was just like, all right, clearly Popovich is just throwing it in the Retire. face of everybody. Right. So it's like, it's 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 real tricky and i do think the league has to do something about it you know whether it is putting mandates in terms of end of the season awards like you have to play i don't know 70 70 games in order to be eligible now would that necessarily do away with load management that still gives players like 12 games to work around the schedule but i do think you probably have to do something where it has to be a home game you sit out because at least there's 41 of those that those fans get to see. Now, if there's home fans that only get to go to a game and that's the one you sit out, kind of sucks for them too. So the Leagues have to do something about it. But, you know, Jake and Jordan, if you want to get in on this one, like, yeah, take on load management. It's a no-win situation. It's not a black or white situation. You make a great point about, like, you want to make it so if you're doing load management, you have to do it at home as opposed to on the road. I think I like that as well. I think because I'll say this. This was a few years ago. This is probably like five or six years ago. Um, I really wanted to see LeBron James play in person. I'd never seen him play. And I'm like, I'm going to buy tickets to see the Utah Jazz and Cleveland Cavaliers. And the markup to go see Cleveland was insane. I think it was the year after they won the championship. It was way more expensive than any other game the whole season. And LeBron played and everything. But like, if you pay premium dollars for premium players with its LeBron, Steph, KD, those kind of players – and they don't show then like why is it being marked up and i think that could be a good starting point again if you only get to go to one or two home games and lebron james or whoever it is is sitting out that sucks and there's there's no great way about it it's interesting that sports science has improved so much but we but we don't have a way to get people to play every every night like but it was also kind of rare that like Carl Malone and John Stockton played 
every game for the bulk of their careers, and they were outliers there. Um, mm -hmm. One thing to note, for other players that played a lot of games, Larry Bird didn't play a, a long career. Like, once his back went out, he was done. I think he played under 1,000 games. Isaiah Thomas, I think he was done at, like, 32 years old after uh, an Achilles injury. But they played every day. So maybe, so we are seeing players play longer as far as the, the age that they go, but shorter in the game. So I wonder if there's any correlation potentially to load management and getting more years out of your investment, which for owners, if they're like, hey, dude, I'm paying this guy years, I can't risk him being damaged goods after year three. So we have to protect him. It, it's... I don't like load management. I'll say that I don't like it, but I understand why they do that, especially for players that have chronic issues. Like if someone has a big man has a bad knee and you're playing three games in four or like four and five, mm -hmm. you want to have them have a rest. I understand that. But the big, the big thing comes down to is that the NBA games are too expensive to come to. I think if tickets were to drop, the issue wouldn't be quite as, as vocal, but I don't I don't like it, but I understand it. I'll put it that way. I don't I don't like it, but I, I understand why, because you're playing for a championship and having a guy get injured for a month at a meaningless game in January and mm -hmm. affects your seating, like that sucks. You don't want to do that if you can avoid it. Well I'm go Brett's comment before Jordan chimes in. I think the issue is these players value their legacy. Nobody cares about the regular season anymore. Media and critics all devalue the regular season to such an extent that if I'm a player that cares about my legacy, am I going to risk an injury before the playoffs? Shoot, we've seen the question of CB3 is a Hall of Famer, and to me, that sums up why these guys load manage. I mean, I do think the devaluing of the regular season probably plays into it, but I I don't know. It, it, it's still tough because, you know, these are players who, you know, growing up, this has been their dream. I'm sure if you ask them as a kid, they'd be like, oh, I died to play in the NBA. But now that they're here, it's like they're playing around with the schedule, fans and all that kind of stuff. So I, I guess I think this is something that was brought up like a couple of weeks ago on the show. Maybe instead of load management, you just have certain nights where you put guys on minutes restrictions. Let's say tomorrow night, AD's going to play, but Lakers come on and say, AD's playing 12 minutes, that's it. Yeah, you know, Lakers fans might be like, you know, why don't you just play more if you're going to play at all? But at least if a fan shows up to the game, they want to see AD, at least they get 12 minutes of seeing AD on the court. And that's a way to load manage without missing the game. Or one that way you could do it is real quick, the owners will never do this, so I know it's mm -hmm. never going to happen. Let's drop the regular season down to 72 games. We if the regular season yeah. isn't uh, – if we're all focused on the playoffs and we have 10 teams in each uh, conference potentially being able eligible for the playoffs, mm -hmm. let's just drop it 72, 70, something like that, as opposed to 82. Owners will never do it because it's less money. Mm -hmm. I get it. But, like, just drop some games. Like, no one's – and you have the same regular season length. And then you can have those days for rest with 10 or 12 less games. Devil's advocate, though, would the worry be if they lowered the season of 72 guys still load manage? Now you're seeing them even less. Potentially. Potentially. So I think but... that's where that might run into some issues. But Jordan, uh, what do you think about load management? 
I you like you know my stance, Carl. From like I mean, I agree with Anthony Edwards, man. Um, he kind of mimicked Kobe Bryant in saying that, um, you know, these just like Jake said, like you know, one game you want to see LeBron James, but he he didn't play. Um, and and it comes back to Dame Dame's uh, argument too about this is like rain chasing. People just want to care about the playoffs and don't they don't don't care about the other accolades or what happened in the season in like teams. I, I get it. If, if you're hurt, you're hurt. If, if you tear, if you if you mm-hmm. pull a tendon or hyperextended knee, I get it. I mean, I I, I I twisted my ankle before going on the court. It's, it's not pretty. You you can't walk on it. I get that. But if, if you're if you're like like Anthony Edwards said, if you're like 70, 85% and you can play, play. Now, I don't agree about playing like – if you're like semi-hurt, I don't I don't agree with like playing a back-to-back. Because like just like Anthony said um, in, the, in the comments that like, you, you know how hard it is to play 100 – all games and play 100% every night? Because these players put their body – I know it's not football or not hockey, but these players put their body on the line to like – people think watching on TV is just like they go at like – medium speed but at the game they're going full speed every game so i mean a little bit of load management is okay but if a player like Kawhi leonard or like another player is just sits out because like he just he he knows his his value he knows his team's gonna make it without him on the court then several games i I don't agree with that um and it just yeah i don't i don't like it because like if i if i want to if i'm working if i'm a hard-working man that's all cool. And I want to spend a ticket on like my team. If I if I want to fly to LA, and I know AD or LeBron's not playing. I'm gonna be pissed because knowing that Vic could potentially play, and they chose not to, or maybe it's not that. Maybe it's like MB. Maybe it's like like MB wanted to play last night, but the team they wanted to play. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the team might be holding that player back. Um, and I know we're like what seven games out. It's like the play in the playoffs and stuff. So I, I get it. Teams want to rest their star players, um, but like if it, if you're in the middle of the season or the early season, I, I don't agree with that. And I think that the NBA should um, maybe next season we'll see a full swing of the season next year where Adam Silver is like um, enforces a rule where hey, if uh, he might have is doing this now, but. Hey, if you don't play this game, you, you don't get paid. If, if you can't play, but like if, if it's load management, you don't. Yeah, if it's load management and you're sitting for that, then you don't get your game check. But if so, you're it's hurt, like it's like it's like it was like we just went over the NFL, right? If it, if a quarterback or a receiver doesn't, doesn't holds out, well, that, that's more money related stuff, like hold out for contract. But like if you don't play, you, you don't pay, or, or, or if you don't if, if you don't play, you don't get paid. So it's like. Mm-hmm. There's an easy work around that, though. If yep. I want to load manage, I'll just say hamstrings Put tight. Yep. Shoulders, shoulders sore. Uh, How do you prove like, it's not? Like, for instance, I mean, we all know Ben Simmons. He's got to roll out for the rest of the year. I mean, he hasn't really played a lick of basketball for like all, all year. Like, I think they cover like- that, too. They talk about the surgery with the back impingement and all that. So they've yeah. covered that saying that he's out for the rest of the season. Let me tell right, you. So Conman said, "Let me tell you something. I never, I never made the NBA. I came close. Never, never wanted to miss a game." Yeah, and that's that's facts. Because like like you said, Kyle, like teams dream of playing college ball and make it to the NBA. They want to play. And like 
like if you tear your ACL, okay, you can't play. I, I get that's a knee or mm-hmm. or Achilles. That's that's you never really you rarely come back from an injury. Like Clay Thompson was lucky to come back from ACL and an Achilles tear. Um, back to back years, yeah. Back to back years. So that's, but I get it. It's like, but like if you're a rookie or like a salt, I, I would say if you're a second year player, I'll say you're a sophomore. Um, it, it, if you're that. A freshman or sophomore, even junior in the league, like three years into the league, you should not be low bit. Um, you're young, you're you know what I'm saying, and um it takes the fun out of it when you know little kids wanna like like imagine if a kid was a fan of John Moran, right? And like mm-hmm. he was hurt and he was a hurt where he can still play. Um I would be mad as a fan if it was if it was like a Christmas present or like a birthday present, like because I got that dude's jersey. I mean, I want to see him play. I mean, I watch. I'm tired of watching TV. I want to see him play, and boom, I go to the game with my dad or my parents. Boom, he's not playing. Like, ah, that's like, come on, it sucks. I mean, I don't think it. I mean, I don't think like age has anything to do with it because I feel like if the player is on a roster, to me, load management shouldn't really come into to the equation. Where, because if I think about it, you know, Jake brought up Larry Bird. Larry Bird had a terrible back most of his career, and that man was out there night in and night out. When he went to the bench, he'd have to, like, lay on the ground to stretch his back out. Like, he was doing stuff like that to make it through the season. You know, Isaiah Thomas, there's that, I think it was a playoff game, though, where, he, you know, busted up his ankle, continued the playing. game six of the, of the around the court. How many guys today would really do that? Not many. Exactly. So, so like for people like Con Man, you know, cool, you know, the the the, the more seasoned NBA fans. I mean, I don't know how cool it is. I don't know how old you are, Con Man. So I'm just gonna throw seasoned out there. <laughs> you know, watching the NBA like that mm-hmm. to now, it's like Ben Simmons. You know, when he's in Philly rocking fits on benches every night nobody knows why he's not playing but he's out there front and center all right definitely all right cool i'll I'll just i like i said i just threw that out there just to cover everything so you know i think the and you know with the advancements in medicine i feel like that's what's killing players today with this load management fight like the sneakers back in the day were trash Guys still played. If you busted up your knee back in the day, you were gone for like a year and a half. Now you're coming back in months. So, yes, the injury risk has always been there. But for some reason, it's like today's athletes care about that more than back in the day. Yeah, And put that on top of back in the day, there was rivalries, players hating each other. I think so, this kind of comes to that as well. Let me this. So let me ask. As soft cut. Because Anna, or I'm sorry, Con Man. Um, Con Man. Con, I say Anna. I, I slept up a little bit. Uh, Con Man, I, I got a question for you, man. I, I get That's it. That's a right. good point. I was going to bring up that Jordan, with Jordan. Jordan, yes. Jordan he, he got beat up for nine years. He made A2 games. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you a dude that will advocate. If Jordan was playing in this era with the new medicine, do you think he would be sitting out or do you think he would be playing? Jordan would play 82 games. It's not because of the medicine, because yeah. obviously the medicine was worse than he did it. It's the mindset. And 
That's all what it is, is they don't have a mindset to do it because they're the like, only thing they well, would stop what's the worst Jordan? that can happen? My team's going to be upset. Oh, well, I make well, $75 well, now, million. Well, one thing, with, with, with Jordan playing on his current Bulls roster, do you think he, he would play, play 82 games a night and the Bulls would be better? The only Can't reason he wouldn't is if the ownership, like with Embiid, said, like we need to designate you for rest. That's the only way that Jordan wouldn't play 82 games because he's wired that way. Same with Kobe. Same with other players like like Bird yeah. would always want to play. Mm-hmm. Carmelo, John Stockton, guys that I grew up, they, right. That, that's just how they went. Yeah, I do agree that like the origin, I guess, okay, my bad. The season NBA players are Put some respect on the on, are, on, on their, right, their their right. wisdom. I'm sorry, season. cool and 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 con, and I think Brett's I think in his 30s. So I think like seasoned veterans, seasoned NBA fans. I would say that for the season NBA fans, I would say yes, the players in that generation were much less softer than today's generation. Like you know. Like you just mentioned, Bird. I mean, no player would probably do that ever in this current NBA modern day game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not agreeing. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that like the Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, the uh, Koreans, that would they would they would put their heart. On. Now, there's some players in the modern day NBA that do put their heart out on their sleeve and and, and hustle like Russell Westbrook. He he dies for every ball. He plays every game um, when he can. Um, Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? He, in case he, you know, doesn't get ejected or whatever, or <laughs> double T or whatever. But um, it's part of the game. Part of the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, like players weren't soft, like they would play. But that's just, that's just, yeah, that's just facts. So. And, and I'll say this too for as work with load management the NBA, the perception of load management would be a lot better without the way the Spurs kind of started it and without guys like Kawhi Leonard and the whole Ben Simmons BS stuff. If those outliers weren't there, this wouldn't feel as horrible as it actually is. Because like, I remember this season, Kawhi Leonard, I think it was game two. He played Mm -hmm. two games off the bench and it's like, up out load management. It's like, you haven't played for a year. And then you're load managing on game three. Like, there's outliers there, but there's also dudes that want to play and they don't want to give, you know, they don't want to come off the bench or so they don't want to sit on the bench for load management. But it is just an attitude thing. And and maybe maybe part of it's a team where they don't want their guys to have a shorter career. But it's it's just hard to say, because like you said, with Larry Bird, as great as he was and as tough as he was, his career was much shorter than somebody who maybe would have taken better care of his back instead of playing through it. We just we just don't know. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be a, a topic for years to come, you know. Oh, it's, it's not getting better. Exactly. Because for me, like, I grew up with 90s basketball, so I always look at that as, like, the pinnacle to me. And, you know, having guys now missing games for, like, no reason. Like, like I can understand it for the times that we're in but I do feel like if we went back to how it was back in the day, I think the NBA would so be would be so much better for it. And maybe guys like Anthony Edwards and I think Tatum's another one of those younger players who wants to play every night. If more of those guys start coming into the league, maybe it can push back on load management a little bit. I don't know if it's going to necessarily completely go away, but it, it has to get better than the way it is right now. Because it's like, it's borderline ridiculous at this point 
if the NBA wants to make more money in the regular season, they need to address uh, load management. Because like you, Kyle, I mean, I was a Utah Jazz fan. I grew up watching basketball in the 90s. Stockton Malone never missed a game ever. They're like notorious for that. So you're mm-hmm. used to seeing guys just play every week or every every game. And when you don't see it, it's – when you think back to the 90s and you go back to now, it's kind of hard. It's like, man, this is why, – why are guys just sitting for knee soreness? Like, shouldn't you just – try and play through it instead of just sitting out. There has to be something the NBA can do because most people don't watch the NBA during the regular season. They just don't. I saw something uh, like a little Facebook post where more the NCAA March Madness, the early games got as many views as like the conference finals for the NBA playoffs. Like people want to watch basketball. It's just, it's kind of, if it's meaningless in January, how can we make it more meaningful? Well, get rid of, people just sitting out games and having lineups without their star players. Yeah. I, I, I agree. But how that. do we get there? I don't know. Yeah. That, that's the hard part. Yeah. And I do think that's what kind of came into play with the playing tournament. It gave more teams the opportunity to stay in the playoff fight. I think silver thought maybe that would help with some load management because and tanking. Exactly. Because you don't want to be, in the playing tournament because it's it's risky having to win two games just to make the playoffs so you want to fight to get to a top six if you're just outside the playing you know would you rather take a risk in the lottery or get into the play-in because usually a lot of those teams are kind of young teams give them the experience of a playoff atmosphere i mean your bottom dwellers are just going to always be there but it's almost like we're seeing teams within the playing having guys load manage which is wild to me because i feel like you'd want to win as many games as you can to avoid the play-in but i don't know maybe silver finds out some medium next year where he puts out some rule and it, it becomes less of a problem but uh comment says i'm sorry fellas but i'm old school what if these spoiled players didn't have the talent what would they be doing i don't know Good Fair. question. I'll tell Fair. you, they would be saying, "What do we? What do you want them? Oh, what do you want with them fries?" I'm exaggerating, but I'm heated. I know how hard it is to make it, and I'm heated. I, agree. I mean, you you're gotta very think right about it time. in a sense. You got to think about it in a sense. Like a lot of these dudes, like they get to go to college because of, they play basketball and stuff like that. And it's like a lot of these guys do have college degrees, but would they have went to college if it wasn't for basketball? So you know. They have, they have to yeah. think a lot for the sport. And, you know, I know when I played sports and I know it's like that for a lot of people. And it's just like I said, the mindset, like I didn't want to miss a single game. Like I remember mm-hmm. like a basketball game when I was like a sophomore in high school. Like I literally like dislocated my finger and I was like, hey, coach, like, can we do like the Kobe thing? Like, just pop it back into place. Like, I, I don't want to play like, <laughs> you know, we only got 20 games in a season and I want to play as much as I possibly can. So. Get me back out there. So, yeah, it's just the mindset. And a lot of these players, some of these players are like, I have millions of dollars. Like, I could retire now and be okay. Some of them have a different love for the game. Some of them are, I won't say are there for the money, but some of them, that's kind of just their mindset. They're there for the money. Like, they look at it more as a job. <laughs> yeah, they look at it more as a job rather than a uh, uh, an activity, something they fell in love with. Because yeah. that's why a lot of people want to play in the league isn't because, like, I can make a lot of money. It's because you love the sport. You don't pick up a basketball and keep playing because 
you're just going to make a lot of money at it. It's like, no, you love the sport. And it, I think a lot of players get that mixed in. It's like they get money and they're like, ah, eh, I don't need to play this game. You know, yeah, I'm doing right. well. No, that's a great point, Dylan, because I know for, you know, I played basketball all growing up and I loved it. I'd play, you know, rec leagues and church, church rec leagues and everything. And I broke my wrist in high school playing basketball and I tried to play through it. And eventually I was like, okay, something's really wrong here because I can't dribble with my left hand and I had to go to the hospital. Like, but, but then again, I'm like, this is, this is my thing that I like to do, but I also didn't have any money writing in it too. And maybe that's where these players are looking at that next contract, similar to, to like Lamar, where he's like, man, I got to protect it so I can have the money that I'm, that I'm worth. Yeah, Kyle, like you mentioned on role changes, I want to go back, pivot back to NFL real quick. Uh, a lot of players are forcing their opinions on um, now Amazon Prime. Um, you can give teams two games on Amazon Prime um, on like the like so two like primetime games on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and players are voicing their opinions and, and they're like, oh, like people are like shake my head. And I think RG3 came out with like, oh, you want to focus on player health. And then what you're what y'all are doing is back to back. So I don't know. I mean, this is brand new. They're kind of, they just did the whole CBA or the whole like NFL rule changes, I guess. Like mm-hmm. they, they put on well, the rules. I mean, that, that a different topic for a different day. But. I mean, yeah, NFL players, they don't like Thursday. I get it. I, I don't mean, like Thursday games. Is, I'll be honest. Put it I on mean, Saturday. Yeah. And, yeah th- well, they don't want to do Saturday to mess with college football during the year. It, it's a whole well, thing. Put them on Sundays. But, Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I understand the hatred for the what Thursday like, game. What about like but I mean, like you like get the Thursday game, you get like extra rest until your next game, so you get like a bye week built in. So I mean, the league does do stuff about that, but yeah, it is about money. Fans love yep. the NFL. If you threw NFL on Tuesday afternoon, it'd be highly rated because that's just where the NFL is right, right. now. I'd still watch it. Do I like? Would I like it if there was a Tuesday afternoon game? No, but would I watch mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So to the NFL, I mean, if people are gonna watch it, we'll put it out there. Because I mean, yeah, even have the... just dual Monday games. Have two Monday games, man. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yep, yep. I think though the concern that the players were voicing was the hypocrisy of player safety, player safety, player safety, and then they're having. To uh, get concussed on Sunday and then play a game mm-hmm. on Thursday and get concussed again. It's that short turnaround, and that they're saying, "Oh, we care about player safety," but then there's talk about the money. We can get back to the NBA. Um, yeah. I think that's what the, pisses the players off the most. Players have some hypocrisy in that as well. Oh, because sure. Because they hate they hate when the league comes up with rules to protect players because they're like, "Well, this isn't football anymore." Yeah, yeah. if they just let you guys run head-to-head into each other, and you guys just knock each other out on the field. Yeah, you right. guys might feel macho about it, but then the NFL's like, we don't have a product anymore. So it kind of <laughs> goes players. both ways. Man, the NFL's no fun in the first place. You can't even hit people. But they're worried about you players. Can. You just have to... can you? Can you? Can you? Depends who you're know, hitting. Man, it's, man it, yeah, exactly. Like, man, there's some there's some plays this season. It's like they're so worried about player safety and stuff. Like like you said, so worried about player safety and stuff like that. Like, there's so many hits that I thought were good plays and good tackles that were unnecessary roughnesses, mm-hmm. roughing the passers, different things like that. And then they go off and do this. And it's like, well, 
what is it? It's like you're not making a fun product that we can watch anymore because you're worried about player safety. And it's not even the concept that it's not fun, but there is sometimes, you know, things happen, refs overreact, whatever the case may be. But it's like if you're worrying about this, like you're just making it worse for us overall because now we're going to have to watch these crappy Thursday games like the Colts and the Texans because that's what we want to see on a Thursday night. And then it's like none of these players are going to be able to play as well either because like we have two Thursday games now too. So it's like, cool. The backup quarterback for the Texans is facing the backup receivers for the Colts. Like, yep. Can't wait to watch that. Stay up late watching that. But I do get the Thursday night because you just said, like, if they do, because, you know, they want to give every team like a primetime type of game. Would you want to see the Texans on Monday night? I wouldn't know. I would rather no. I'd rather if you see toss the them Texans on, Thursday, on Monday night knowing they're time. healthy. I'd rather watch the Texans on Monday night facing whoever knowing that team is close to 100% mm-hmm. rather than them watch them play on Thursday and seeing scrubs maybe some different players play. I'd rather I'd rather watch them play on Monday. That's a good point. And besides mm-hmm. Thursday so weird because it's like Monday is like the end of the week and then it's like you don't have any games until Thursday. You don't play any games on Friday. You don't play any games on Saturday. And then you go back to Sunday. Again. I mean, we're teams just to travel, making though. it dual dual Monday games is is fine. It's fine. Just it's whatever. I mean, I mean, I see what you're Thursday saying. Thursday's so weird. Well, well I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but where they go? I mean, I mean, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying, but teams still have to travel, you know, and like, you know, they can't just go okay. play play in New York and then play in Cal the next day. Okay, they're not going to. Yeah. So I'm just saying you say screw Thursday night games instead of where that Thursday night game would normally go. You just put it on Monday because that Thursday game is still a part of the same week as the Sunday and Monday games that are already happening during that week. It just happens sooner. So con man says I'm going to start a dodgeball league. Why not? Get a TV contract, you're good. That's that's already on ESPN eight. The Ocho, come on, man! Like they already I'll, got a contract. I'll, I'll do a dodgeball league, <laughs> Sports okay. Empire dodgeball league. We'll make it big. Exactly. All right. So to get back to the NBA, I just have one question before we move on. What is a potential first round matchup that you, Wait, you really hope question? to see? Huh? In the NBA? Uh, did you ask about the Mavs question? There was a Mavs. Do you see the Mavs? Yeah, I, I had that a... question. I mean, oh. we could kind of work that in with this, but oh. is there a first-round matchup that you want to see? This playoff or, like, play-in or? Uh, I'd say playoffs. Man, I would guess, like, looking at things right now, we're, we could have, like, be on pace for a first-round matchup between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, and I think just seeing them duke it out in seven a seven-game series, if it's the start of the first round if it's in the second round just like you know we don't you you said this earlier and this is a good point like when we were talking about load management it's like we don't have a lot of rivalries anymore we don't have a lot of teams that just hate each other you don't have a lot of players that just hate each other and i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. golden state and memphis they might have a little sort of hate towards each other and seeing those seeing them play in a series it will probably have to be an opening round to guarantee that we see something like that but who cares? Like, that's definitely a matchup I want to see. I just want to see the teams that don't like each other play each other in the first or second round. Like, give us give us a little, give us something, like, let us eat our popcorn. Let us enjoy it. Like, give us some, give us some Oscars, you know? You guys get paid big. 
Give us some yeah. fireworks. Uh, Jordan, what's the first round matchup you want to see? Um, I would like to see Lakers and Nuggets. Okay. You want your Definitely team to go up against the, the one seed, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, other than Eastern Conference Finals. Well, Western Conference Finals. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that's a potentially good first round matchup. I mean, if AD and LeBron are healthy, I mean, then you got D Lo and the new roster. Who knows if they can, you know, hang with the Nuggets? Because I don't trust their, like, I mean, maybe Jeff Green, but other than, like, I don't trust, like, the second, the B team. I, the A team is good, but, you know, Michael Porter Jr., Demal Murray, and then Yogurt, but other players, uh, uh, like, in um, Aaron Gordon. Um, other than that, I don't, is that enough to, because you need bench depth. In the playoffs, you only so. you only play like eight eight guys. Can I can I say a can I say a play in matchup that I think be dope? Do it. Yeah, Lakers Thunder. Let me see Lakers Thunder in the play in. You yeah, know, cool. the Thunder okay. spoiled LeBron's uh, record night. They got a lot of hate towards them. You know, Thunder had to sit there for a 15, 30 minute whole entourage <laughs> yeah. go on, and they oh, yeah, still yeah, won yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, like, I'd be the, interested. Yeah, but I saw I saw a drop the Hall of Fame drop just drop. I'd be interested in that. Yeah, it's cool to say you don't trust Reggie Jackson. Is he on? Uh, I thought he's on the. I thought he's on the Clippers still. Nah, he's, nah, on, they, he's Denver. He's on the Nuggets Den- now. Denver um, hasn't been playing great basketball to close out the season. I will say that the past month has definitely been disappointing for Denver, based on where they started the, in the regular season. The but, Brett, I just have to read this because this is the line that we always get. They've been two games out of the sixth seed since Christmas. Yes. Where's the Clippers at right now? I think they're sixth or fifth. Clippers are fifth. Right now they're the fifth seed. Well, they play the Kings because a Clippers-Kings series is something so, I'm interested so in. So right just now for California. Right, just right for now the California they're, the, they're the Suns. It'd be a 4-5. or It'd be Suns-Clippers. It'd be Clippers-Suns right now. I actually matchup, like that matchup too. That would be fun. The matchup I want to see, and it, it was looking like we were going to get it for a minute, would be the Kings and the Warriors in the first round. I like because that. Because the Warriors would be... The favorites, like the everyone in the media, is help Warriors. This is what they're going to need to spark the a run to the to the NBA yeah. Finals or the Western Conference Finals. The Kings are new; they don't have a good defense, but they have a great offense. Steph's going to go off if if that's the gate. The series goes at least six. Let's say it goes seven games. Steph's probably averaging thirty-seven points a game, so we get lots of good Steph action. The Kings are fun to watch. I, like De'Aaron Fox is suddenly re- like he saved his career. So bonus is great. There would be so very little Draymond defense. Green would be fun to watch. Yeah, like it would. That's the series I want to watch. Would be a lot of drama. The Kings are the new kids on the block. I think they would probably win the series, but the Warriors would be fighting off, fighting to stay relevant, fighting for to defend their title. I think that would be fun. I think that would be a fantastic. If you're wanting just to watch basketball as it's defined in 2023, like the basketball we see, that's the series you would want to see. Uh, now, Conman, I I put this comment real quickly. I took it down because this was actually going to be my answer. Knicks, Cavs, because you know Stephen A will lose his mind if Cleveland goes up against the Knicks and destroys them and they like clinch the series at Madison Square Garden. And he's Donovan been vocal goes about off the too. Knicks. Yeah, he's been vocal about the Knicks not doing what they could to get Donovan Mitchell. I think if those two meet up, that's going to become a series that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. And, you know, I do think 
there are some guys there that could get a little chippy. So that would be my answer. I agree with you, Conman. Next Cleveland would be the first round matchup that I would love to see. I'll just add in real quick here. That would be a great matchup because the Knicks, like, it would be very physical. It mm-hmm. would be very exciting. There'd be tons of attention would be put onto the front office for New York for why yep. didn't we go after this guy that just beat us? As a side note, as a Jazz fan, I, I Donovan Mitchell was traded to the right team because we got marketing back from that trade. That's neither here nor there. But it would it would be great. It'd be great to watch. It'd be great. Great theater, so to mm-hmm. say, like great storytelling, and that's what we want as NBA fans. We want great storytelling. Yes. Um, Mavericks, Mavericks, Nuggets. That would be very interesting to watch. The Mavericks make the play play in tournament. They're eleven yeah, right I mean, now. It's possible. It's yes, it's possible, and that's why I said the Nuggets would probably be their matchup around. They would have to be that seventh or eighth seed to be into the playoffs. But you know, Luca versus Jokic, the European basketball fans would love watching that series. Just seeing those two duke it out for probably five game series but regardless <laughs> it would still be very interesting to watch i mean dylan brought it up so quick answers from you guys could we see the mavs after they were in fifth when they traded for Kyrie, actually miss not only the playoffs but the playing entirely and miss out on postseason action so who's seven, eight, nine, and ten right now? Just so, yeah, so, so I'll, we, I'll tell you, we know I'll, the rundown. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. So right now, the seven, eight, nine, and ten is Warriors, Pelicans, Lakers, and Thunder in that order. Right now, the Mavericks are a half game back from the Thunder at ten, mm-hmm. and a game and two games back from the Warriors at seven. So anywhere between two and a half and half a game is is the the range between seven and eleven. When when do teams get to like I knew like Nuggets clenched. Um, when do teams officially like are in the uh, can be up to the last game of the season or yeah? It, it, it just it depends. It depends, depends on that the math. probably in in the East it's like, going to be more like solidified, more, right? Yeah, there's like seven games left, seven six games left in the East. It's going to be more solidified sooner, but in the West, we're probably not going to see those final spots locked up until the like the last game of yeah. the season yeah. in the West. Yep, yeah. and, and like, for the. For the record, right now in the Western Conference, if I'm looking at this right, only two teams have officially clinched a playoff spot, the yeah, Nuggets and the Grizzlies, right. the, because the Grizzlies. there's seven games, and if mathematically yeah, all, a team like a lot, seven in a yeah. row, and a team could win seven in a row. So we're not going to see the seeding and prob- probably until the last Because Lakers, year. they're like a, what, a game or, in a half, or two games back from sixth spot, I think, even with that. or Two and a half we, games back. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Two I was just saying, Brett, yeah, Brett put that as his comment. They're two out of the sixth spot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, I, I know you're. I know you're on it, man. <laughs> it's been four months, but yes, they're still two games out of sixth. But no, I think that's, Dallas that's could totally. After the question, I think crazy. Dallas could yeah. totally miss it. Dallas has been in a free fall. Their last ten games, they're three and seven. Their defense is atrocious. They lost a lot of good players in the trade, and this is this trade's gonna. This is the kind of trade that's gonna send Luca to leave the Mavericks like LeBron left Cleveland the first time it's it's bad it's unfortunate and the real thing is, that's that sucks the comment says is they had a good point guard and they just let him they could have extended him at the start of the previous year for like 22 million Jalen for Jalen Brunson at the start of the previous year it was like a 22 million option and they just didn't do it and now they're stuck and they don't have any picks to trade mm-hmm they're screwed. Like I don't think it's gonna work. I, I, with the how things are going, I'd be surprised if they 
made the playoffs. The play-in is like 50-50. I, I do think there's an ounce to Brunson probably want to leave Den- I mean Dallas to become his own guy. Sure. If he stayed in Dallas, he was always going to be Luka's backup in New York. He is the guy in New York. And I, and I think that's part of the reason why he probably wanted to leave. But uh, Brett put on here. Now they can extend Kyrie for a max at like 198 over four or something like that. There's not a chance in the world that happens. If they do that, Luca probably goes. Trade. It's a trade. Yeah. He's on his way to Denver. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, Comment says, I'm, I'm too damn old. I played against Brunson's dad when he was at Temple. Yeah, that, well, I mean, it's to happen. We say seasoned around here. Yeah, you're, yes. you're, you're, you're too you old. Too damn yes. seasoned. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, up to an hour and a half. Let's go. Let's go baseball real quick. Because the season does start Thursday. I don't want to go through this episode and not talk about the baseball season. So I think for this, uh, we'll. I have a. I'll share my screen. It has like win projections for each team, so you can kind of see how each team's ranked in terms of finish. We'll see if we agree with it or not. But before that, I do want to talk about the new playoff format. There is an actual change to it. I don't know if a lot of people know oh, that, wow. but the single wild card game is gone now. So now the little wild wild card will actually be a mini series of three games. Okay. I believe all three games will be at the better record teams. Uh, so, so it's kind of like a mini like playoff series. Yeah, it's a yeah. There's Instead no traveling. Just a one and done game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no traveling because three games will be in one stadium. You just get it over. So with like best two out of three. Yep. 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 Because I think a lot of teams like didn't like the one and done game because a lot yeah. of things could happen. So. Yeah, no, I, I think I, this is a great I, I, move. I like it. I hated the I, one and done yeah. because, like, I get the baseball. It's a long season, and the, you have to play well in a shortened playoff series. But even then, it's a best of five or best of seven. A one-game series, I mean, there's – it just takes a long, long marathon into, like, a 40-yard dash, and you're just not going to get the true representation of which team is better in a one-game series. Right. Three-game series – Seems to be the best. I mean, you don't want teams traveling too much. I wouldn't have hated it if it had been the game one was at the lower seed and games two and three were at the higher seed. So that the so the higher seed would have the decisive game at home. But I'm going to take this three game series over a one game uh, one and done. So is it so is it like a um, so so say the Yankees are facing the the Red Sox, right? And the Yankees had the better record. Would they would those all would it be at like a neutral site? No, all three games would be at Yankee Stadium. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's going to be interesting to see like how that plays out. I'm sure teams would definitely prefer that. Is that the only playoff change, or did they make the other playoff changes? Is that it? That's that's the major change, just that they've done with the one and done wild card game. Are they gonna have the pitch clock in the playoff? I'm pretty sure they are gonna have it in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. They better. They better. So I'm of getting used to it. This it's, it's here to stay, and I'm I'm happy. Oh, I, mean, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm happy for it. I just didn't yeah. know if they're gonna. I, I, I hope that's not something where they're like, oh, we don't want a playoff game being decided. I don't care. Keep the pitch clock. What y'all think I, about the Chinese guy? <laughs> 
who can't spell his damn name getting 65 million this year. Face for the end. Oh, like Shohei Otani? <laughs> man, comments fired up. I, I mean, I, first of all, first of all, he ain't ja- he's Japanese, man. So you got to get that right. Man. Can he not spell his name? I didn't know that was a thing. It might be he can't write it in English. And that oh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Ichiro Suzuki was a great player and he didn't speak English for, I mean, it's just, it's like, can't, it's like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't expect if I'm playing basketball in China, like is Jimmer when he's doing his stuff in China, uh, is he expected to know how to speak Chinese or write his name in Chinese? No, yeah. no, probably not. Yeah, that's 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 he might know a couple a, phrases, but he's not going to be able to do. That, that is the L comment, man. L comment. <laughs> Take the L for that one, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure it's probably the same thing with, uh, with Shohei, um, he probably Kate knows did. like little English phrases, but he may not be comfortable holding a conversation in English. Who's, who's Kate Ferdinand? I don't know who that is. No, that's that's he's, that's his background. Kate Ferdinand is an island off of like West Africa. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I believe you can double check me on that, uh, con man. I if that's correct, but a lot of Kate I mean, but, show, but like, come on, man. Put some respect on that dude's name. Man. He he's this is the first time we've seen since like Babe Ruth a pitcher in hit at, at an eye level like Jordan m- my bus. I don't know what that is. Probably not my bad. All right, let's go. Let's pick some teams here. Let's see what we All got. Right. So here we go. Let's pull these up. <laughs> so look at the AL East. Well, we'll just start there because that's usually at the top of these standings. So according to this is CBS Sports, the projected finish for the AL East will be the Yankees winning it with 96 and a half wins. So you say 97. Toronto second, 96 wins. Tampa Wait. Bay third, 91. I see, I see Yankees last in the East. That's just like an alphabetical type thing. Oh, uh, can I do that? Because well, I was like, you say Yankees are first. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just paying attention to this okay. column here. Oh, I think it's like, oh. some, yeah. I, yeah, it's just because it's based off their current records. That's how it's being sorted right now. And since they're all 0-0, zero, zero, it's just random. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. You'd think they would just do it by the projections, but, you know. So Yankees first, Toronto, Tampa Bay, uh, Red Sox 74, Baltimore 73 wins. Do you think that's how the AL East finishes? Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think Baltimore like, is going to do yeah, better. I think uh, the Yankees will finish first. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they will. <laughs> I think Baltimore is going to finish better than seventy-three wins. Uh, they probably, I think they could do better than Boston. <laughs> Baltimore was on a big tear at the end of the year last year. They yeah, funny, had man. all the momentum. Um, they're being compared to the Mariners uh, of last year, where they just mm-hmm. fell short in the playoffs, and they had a good run in the playoffs last year. I could see Baltimore being a sneaky team. Um, yeah. I worry about Tampa Bay's injuries. Uh, Toronto don't. I don't think Toronto has a ton of pitching depth, which is always a concern. But I think the Yankees are probably the safe bet to to win the the AL East. Yeah, no, I've seen the Ravens or the Yankees having sixty wins, man. It's like, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I I'll agree. Um, I mean, not a lot of moves were really made in this division to where like there's like this clear cut winner everyone kind of just like you know beefed up a little bit but not anything 
too particularly crazy. They kind of just like resigned, got everyone back. But I mean, overall, yeah, I'm a Toronto fan. So what Jake said, like, you know, we needed to make some strides on pitching and we didn't really do that. So that kind of sucks. That's why I can see us finishing in that second place spot. But yeah, I mean, it looks pretty agreeable. What do you yeah, think I the Red Sox agree. are going to do? I don't yeah. agree with it at all. You said Red Sox won. No, I'm not going that far. I actually think I think it will go Yankees, Toronto. I think the Red Sox come third. I think Baltimore fourth. I think the race come last in the division. What makes you think what's going to happen to Baltimore to fall from where they were at? Injuries? Do you think trades? What? I'm curious. Because oh, oh, Baltimore finished... Didn't they finish fourth last year? Baltimore? No, but for Tampa Bay to fall. Sorry, for Tampa Bay to fall to last in the division. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the division will be like more like tightly contested than these projections. I don't think the Yankees and Toronto necessarily get to ninety six wins. So I think that number comes down. I think Tampa Bay. I don't see them winning ninety one either. And that like does you, seem high. Yeah, that seems high for for Tampa Bay. I think like you know Tampa Bay finishes last, but it's not like ridiculously far off. I think it's going to be a really close division outside of probably Toronto and New York because okay. I do think those two teams probably win like 90, 93, 92 games, and I think Tampa Bay is probably down maybe like eighty, and I think Baltimore and Boston will both be higher than that 70-whatever number. Okay, I can see that. I can see – so I can see Yankees being one, and then I can see, like um, – so, like like, like you said, Boston's, what, fourth? According or, to this, they have Boston finishing fourth. I, I can see, like, Baltimore and, like, Orioles, like, fighting for the third, and then obviously Rays at the bottom. Like – Boston's a little better than Baltimore because they have like Rafael Devers and uh, they got some other stars on their team. I mean, I mean they're getting young, but um, younger. Uh, but I can't see Baltimore and Boston like fighting for that third spot in the division, like flip flopping. Uh, I think Boston might start out hot and then Baltimore might catch up because they're getting younger, talented. They got Aiden Hutchinson, dude's a young. A young star catcher that they got. Um, they got that's uh, Adley or Adley, Adley Hutchinson Russian or something. Or I, something. I already found some last name. Yeah, some yeah. shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Adley Hutchinson's a dude on the line. He, he plays for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Adley, yeah, Adley, yeah. Same, so same, same. Hutchinson. He said it. I play baseball. Oh, uh, yeah, Adley. Oh, I'm sorry. Adley Reichert. I don't Ross, know, man. Rossman, I think is how you, I, I heard you pronounce his last name, but I know same, you're talking same about Same boat, same size. Like, I mean, no, you named a dude who plays defensive end for the Lions. It's not the same boat. Boy, tell Key to, like, uh, dump it on TikTok for me, please. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay. I can dip, uh, he did got Cedric Mullins still. I mean, they got um, – oh, is that – did I get his name right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, got that one. Okay. Yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, just, I can see them flip flopping for the third spot. Like, but like Dylan said, like Dylan said, like, I'm mean, other than you know, rank Yankee signing, uh, 
and just with deal a big contract. I mean, that division really hasn't made, hasn't made any splashes as far as like big name moves. So, yeah, you are not gonna disrespect my guy, Masataka Yoshida, like that. Who the hell is that, man? <laughs> not funny. You'll know who that is. <laughs> what he's hitting home runs in. Oh, okay, all right, all right. No, I'm out. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to be fired up the network, but. <laughs> I'm gonna say he can't even see a pitch, man. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, y'all. No, but he did do good in the um in the World Baseball yeah, Classic. He, he did much better than I thought he was going to, and <laughs> Jake's I, I like, thought, why, why? <laughs> I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be like a one or two hole hitter, based off the WBC. He's gonna be like a four or five hitter in that lineup. And I'm I'm excited. I just don't. Um, other than Rafael Dever, <laughs> other than Rafael Dever, I don't know like, like really anybody on the ball because they're all new. So it's like they got like dude, they got dull back right or that that first baseman right. He's in AAA, but yeah, uh, he's around. I wonder why he's in AAA. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot. Me and Kyle take a shot there, man. <laughs> All right, Jordan. All rise, well, man. All rise. Come talk to me when the Yankees lose to the Astros in the playoffs again. Anyway, let's move to the Central Division. Oh, talk, talk to me if you get to make a chance to play the Astros <laughs> in the uh, We've at least won a World Series more recently than y'all, and y'all spend money just, like it's going out of style. I have to say, who has more World Series championships since 2000? The Red, Red Sox. Sox. You don't gotta think Red that Sox. long. You gotta think that no, long. That's Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. So win a ring this side of the two thousands and come talk to me. Try that first. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Central division. All right. So the way they look at the central, I mean, based off of this, Cleveland's gonna run away with, this, with the division. Ninety-one wins. It, it's a weak. It's a weak division. I mean, it Detroit. Really Kansas City are both rebuilding. Minnesota had a pretty good uh, – they did a lot better last year than I, than what people thought. I think they're probably finished second, and uh, Chicago is mm-hmm. just going to disappoint because that's what they do. Uh, but Cleveland should win this division. I don't think it's going to be tightly contest- contested. They're going to get a lot of easy wins against Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago. And, uh, yeah, 90 wins seems a little high for a team because I don't trust them super much. I'd see them more mm-hmm. – I'd take the under, but they still win the division. I don't see – like the Chicago White Sox being at like 79 wins seems a little high off of what I've seen, but this should be a okay. no contest. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think, any, I think any day is the day. Day. right. Right. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, agree. Cleveland's probably the best in that. And it's kind of a toss up between Minnesota and Chicago. I don't know a lot about Chicago's roster compared to what I do know about Minnesota's and Cleveland's. So I'm not sure if them stacking up at second is very fair, but I know Minnesota is definitely the clear favorite if Chicago isn't as, as that good. Okay. I know Chicago yeah. did fairly well last year, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so the West. Simple question here. How is it that the Angels have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and they just don't factor into anything in terms of the division yeah, does it in the division race because looking at the projections again, it's Houston 95 wins. We we can all agree with that. 
Seattle at 89, and then Texas and the Angels both at basically 81 wins. I think I think I'm gonna answer that because I mean the reason why the Dodgers are probably at 80 wins is because obviously Mike Trout hasn't really played a full season. Um, he's been injury prone. I mean, outside of Shohei and Trout, they really haven't made any big splash. I know Rangers they got um then they get uh they got the ground, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, they did. They did. So and if, and when, the key with him is when he's healthy, he's really good. But yeah. Um, hitting, I'm not sure what the Rangers got. Um, I mean, I mean, like this free agency this year really has it's kind of been kind of been boring. Um, other than the, the judge resigning nine years, uh, Rodon coming to the Yankees. I mean, there haven't really been any like big, there's like, been other moves. There's been big moves. There's been big moves. He literally only said Yankees moves. <laughs> I wasn't done. I mean, I was saying Degrom to Texans. Um, I mean, there's been there's been moves. Uh, I mean, Devers resigning. Bogarts going to San Diego. Um, I mean, the Correa thing for probably the wrong reasons was a big deal. Yep. So nope. there, there were some storylines. Bogarts in San Diego was a big one. That was big. I mm-hmm. think Seattle is probably going to finish second, but I think I'd take the over on that. I think I'd take them in, at 90 or, or above. They showed me a lot last year. They have mm-hmm. a really good young roster. They locked up a lot of their players. I think I think they're the clear second favorite. As far as where the Angels seem to be in last place, it's just poor management. You can have – you need – Mike Trout can only go up to bat once every nine times, and Shohei Otani can pitch once every five games. Like it's, you have to build a team in a smart way, and they just they just haven't done it. It's a shame because yeah. Mike Trout's one of the best players we've seen. Same with Otani, and I think Otani's going to be a free agent after yeah, this yeah. season. And mm-hmm. if I'm him or if I'm his agent, I'm telling him to get out, get out of yeah. uh, Anaheim or Los Angeles, Anaheim, just get out of there. You're not going to, you're not going to see the postseason, and he's too good to not be in the postseason. Well, Mike Trout, is, he's under contract, right? So he, he, he can't leave, right? Unless nope. he, unless like, he gets traded. Unless he gets traded. Yeah. You know, if I'm the commissioner for baseball, I might tell Shohei Otani to get out because the game needs to grow and he can grow the game. Uh, yeah. He needs to be pitching and batting in October. Agreed. Uh, so, comment's got to bounce. Hey, comment, appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for showing up. Appreciate you know, it. You know, you always welcome in the comment section. Uh, yes, definitely. We'll check out your Dana Barrows episode and all that. So, uh, appreciate you tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your night. And, I mean, looking at this division, Oakland, of course, is last because it's Oakland and they're getting they ready probably, to move. They, yeah, they probably won't be in Oakland much longer. So, it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, with all the history that Oakland A's have, and to see where it is now, it's kind of a yeah, it is a shame. I would I would agree with that. All right, so cool. Who put in here before about the Braves? We'll look at their division in the NL East. I mean, clearly the class of this. You're looking at Atlanta, the Mets, Phillies. Yeah, absolutely. They get kind of a drop off between you know Miami and then Washington. So. You know, with this, you know, they have Atlanta and the Mets really close at 95.2 and 95. Who would you say has the upper hand between those two teams for the division? 
I'm going to say it's Atlanta for the simple fact, and I don't know players' names well enough with baseball, but I know the Mets lost some key players in the World mm-hmm. Baseball Classic, and that that scares yeah. me. The Mets didn't oh, have Edwin a great Diaz. season last year. Yep. That, and when you lose key players early in the season, it's just it's not a good sign because players get hurt. It's a long, long game. Atlanta has a lot of depth. They have all their key players signed for a long team-friendly con- – not only long contracts they wrapped up, but they're very team-friendly contracts. Atlanta, for whatever reason, just seemed to hit signing after signing after signing. Mm-hmm. I say that they win it. I say the, I think the Mets are still going to be good. They're still going to make the playoffs. But, again, if I'm betting money, I'm taking the safe bet. And I think Atlanta's there simply because the Mets' injuries would scare me way more than what I'm seeing from Atlanta. I agree. I'm losing a closer isn't great, especially in baseball. And losing one oh, of the yeah, best diet, closers, diet, yeah. Yeah. losing one of the losing one of the best closers in it's baseball bad. isn't it's helpful bad. as well. So yeah, I definitely would probably just take the Braves based off of they're definitely more healthy coming in. And, and, and then them losing the Grom to the Texans is a big one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, pitching, but if, they, they were they were one of the best they, pitching they, teams they last get, year they and they took a massive now? hit this year. Yeah. I mean, they got Brownlander though, the Mets. So they, I guess they filled that spot. But. Yeah, but if the Mets now, if the Mets were healthy going in, I would probably lean a little closer towards them. But man, I look at this Atlanta. I was playing MLB the show today, and I was looking at all the rosters. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, man, they got a lot of good young talent. Like it's hard not to be excited for being a, an Atlanta Braves fan. Like that, that team is set up for this year and multiple years. I agree. Um, I'm with the Braves uh, in this division as well. Yeah, 90, 95 wins. I mean, it's a close. It's close it's very win close. Too very for close. Mets and um, Atlanta, but like, wasn't it like that? Like last year too. Like it was very like down to the wire with those two teams. Like the the, the Mets. Mets. The Mets had a sizable lead. Well, or Mets they, had like a big lead, and then yeah, they, they folded down the stretch. Up. Yep. Yeah. So. so. So yeah, to come off of that season, Philadelphia might be the players they have not not a great start for the Mets. Philadelphia might, might be a surprise team to move up, maybe to third, but I don't see like the Washington. You know, I don't yeah, see Washington it. is going to be the worst team in the league, at least in the National League. They're going to be terrible. Makes I me sad because they're think, only an hour away from where I live, and they're going to be hot garbage. I think. Uh, well, I think Miami going to be the worst team because they. Ugh, no, no, Miami, Washington. Yeah, Washington is is, is Miami has like young pitching, so they're they just don't have any bats. They yeah, they have good bats. They have good contacts. They don't have good power bats. They have good pitching. They have good contact. They just don't have any power, and that's where their downfall is going to be uh, this season. Yeah. Uh, the Central Division, which is usually one of those where it's kind of up in the air, but clearly the Cardinals are. Yeah, I'm going St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say the Brewers have been, I've adopted the Brewers last year as my team. So mm-hmm. I've only, only been a team for a year. I, so I tried to get into baseball last year. The pitching for Milwaukee is going to be really good. The problem with them is they don't have a whole lot of good offense. And I think St. Louis is going to be a better team. 97 might be a little high, but they should win the division. As much as it pains me to say the Brewers, they're 86 seems a little high because that, that batting order is a little, uh, little shaky yeah i'm surprised they had cincinnati at 55.2 wins i mean it's, i thought it'd be a lot lower than that that's still losing 100 games yeah i know but like like bad teams still win 60 games like historically bad teams can still win like 60 games yeah 
if you're winning less than that, then, then a it's... lot went wrong for you. Yeah. I wonder what happened to that one that player I bet um on the Reds that was hitting home runs like left and right uh like a couple years ago. Um I think I know who you're talking about. What's his name? Um, it was like uh it's like Scooter Jeanette or something. Is that who you're talking about? Because I remember he had like a really hot start to a season and then haven't really heard much from him. I think that's who you're talking about, but... Um, the only player that, when I think of like a Cincinnati Reds, it's hit a whole lot of home runs. And I, I know it's not him because it was, he was a long time. It was Joey Votto. But that was like yeah. six years ago. That's yeah. way too no, long. That's not what you're talking about. No, no, it was Aquino. Uh, Aqu- Aqu- oh, okay. 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 I mean, Cincinnati is. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I thought maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he got traded. It's Cincinnati. That's what happened to him. Yep. All right. But uh, also, in that division, I can see. Oh no! In that division too, if you go up a little bit, the Pirates mm-hmm. might make a, a little splash because they got you know Josh Bell, or that that dude that that giant. Um, it's not Josh Bell. Um, O'Neill. Ryan Reynolds, but he wants to be traded still. Hold up our background. Yeah. How'd that happen? Probably to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is WrestleMania like this weekend, so I mean, it could be something based off of that. Who knows? Oh, probably because they're getting ready for their show. All right. Um, yeah, oh, are, they, are they kicking us off? <laughs> I guess. The, I guess the you know the the walk off music for the Oscars is starting to play. <laughs> uh, all right, so look on the AL West. <laughs> this division is usually comes down to Dodgers and well, you know, the Giants have their one year they're good, one off year, one good, one off. The the Padres made so many moves, they have like six top tier shortstop players that they're playing in different positions. Do you think the Padres overtake the Dodgers in this division this year? No, I I, I have to believe I have to see it to believe it, and I want the Padres to do good. Like I've been to Petco Park, and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful park. Like it's it's super cool, and I want to see a team like San Diego is a cool place, but I need to see it. It's been so many years where people are talking about how the pot the Padres have so much money and they're just wanting to win, and they just always come up short. So it's I'll. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening. Okay. Yeah, I see LA. I, I see Dodgers running away with the division, like they did I last year. I would say the Dodgers running away with it. I mean, they they've had they according to last year they had the most wins in that, in that division. Okay, hundred hundred wins. Yeah. Last, okay, well. last year, the last year, they still got the same players. They got Mookie Betts. They had. I mean, I definitely see them being one, um, San Diego being two, but Tatis that he's still banned until he gets uplifted. So that's a big part, big hole that they're going to have to fill. So I'm not sure if that suspension starts. Like, I don't know if it already started or it starts at this at the season. I'm sure, start. it was started. Yeah, he served some of that last season. season. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, how many games is he? Did they have until he gets back, like, 40-something games? Or? I'm not sure. It was an 80-2 yeah. like two game suspension or something like that. Mm-hmm. Damn. So he got – I think he started it 
maybe like last games of the season. So he's it was be... towards the end of the season when he yeah. started it. So he's going to be gone for probably at least 60. So that's going to be a big hole to, for them to, who's going to, you know, so. Oh, I mean, I'm not down the part. I'm just saying they're going to have to hold it down until he gets back. And by that time, LA is going to run away with it. Yeah. I mean, that's a little problem. I'd say it's probably going to be like a five I game. I don't see Andrew. Uh, well, doesn't well, Booker, doesn't he, is he in the outfield? Or, 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 or is he in the infield? Mm hmm. But Tati's is outfield. Yeah, Tatis is a shortstop that they're playing in the outfield. Oh, so you can play both. I still have uh, Juan Soto out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they play, so he's a hybrid player. He can play, uh, Tatis can play. Tatis they're going to try it. He was moved out there out of necessity. <laughs> they keep signing shortstops. You got to put him somewhere. That's true. I think Bogarts is going to play third. I think maybe? he's going to be third. That's my understanding. Yeah. Which at least he has experience doing that because he played yeah. that for the Red Sox early in his career. Yep, so that won't so, be a problem. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, since the show's going a little longer, we'll kind of leave it there. Oh, I guess, okay, quickly. Like two seconds. Just for prediction purposes, World Series. Freddie, <laughs> what Freddy. you got going on? What the hell? What's up, Freddie? Go on, Freddie. Oh, you gone. <laughs> Freddie's hot in our show, man. Um, yeah. So, oh, uh, how are you doing the reference today? The reference, the Beffar reference. Yeah, oh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, we're gonna okay. do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just yeah. wrapping so, up real quick. Oh yeah, I was just wondering first. Okay, cool, cool. I was saying um, quickly, World Series matchup. Who do you think it is? Hmm. I'll pose it this give, way. Give, give me. Oh, go ahead. Yankees, go ahead. Is it is it are we gonna get something other than Yankees Dodgers in the World Series? I think so. Okay. I think so. All right, Jordan. Hmm. <laughs> are we getting Yankees Dodgers in the World Series or something else? I'll say Yankees Dodgers. Okay. As of right now. I say something else. All right, let's move on. Oh, who do you have? So Something else? I don't even know. Uh, Boston and Houston? I Or no, Boston and... He doesn't have Boston making the playoffs, man. He's on a homer. <laughs> I have them as a wild card team. But oh, okay. The there. Um, I'd probably say it's more likely the Dodgers get there than the Yankees, but I kind of think both neither team gets there. I'm looking at the Braves. Dude, the you stole it from me. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, American League, I think it's probably Houston until otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, probably Braves, Houston. That's what I was, what I was sitting on. All right. So I guess we could do the basketball reference. I would want to talk about March Madness. We could do that for like five minutes. So let's do that. Go basketball reference and then get out of here and make Sounds way good. for the wrestling show. So let me change this real quick. March Madness, here we go. So as I'm pulling it up, you know, we, we saw some interesting Elite Eight games. And it's pulled up now. So let me share this. I thought for sure Texas was going to win that game. And my, my championship prediction so was going to win. I was, yes. I was crushed. 
Yeah, I think Texas to win as well, too. That was like crushed. my mainstay pick. My bracket was garbage except my for bracket, Texas. Yeah, and then now it's good. The now first, it's complete garbage. I got nothing. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, my bracket was crushed. My the first round with Furman beating Virginia, but. It was everyone's. Yep. Um, before talking like who we're looking here, I, I, I like UConn. I like what I've seen from UConn. They've looked really good. They beat the snot out of Gonzaga. They mm-hmm. beat good St. Mary's. They beat Arkansas. I'm just going to go with UConn. Like, I'm going to have to go with uh, that, Dylan's favorite, with. man. I'm going to have to go with San Diego State versus... Uh... I mean, my question was going to be, who's the best team left in the field? So we know Jake uh, says UConn. UConn. Uh, I think UConn is the best left, but we all know anything can happen. Mark Madden's no one who would have bet money that you would have saw FAU versus San Diego State, <laughs> two non power five like... teams face each other, <laughs> except for me. I knew I knew San Diego State was gonna well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, San Diego State can put some respect on that program. They, you know, Gonzaga is like the darling outside the power conferences, but San Diego State these past. You know, no, few years they've had good squads, yeah. So I think they're right up there in that Gonzaga class now. And if they're able to pull through and actually win it all, where we've seen Gonzaga fall short, I think that's going to do wonders for the San Diego State program. But they got to get past the tough FAU team like that. That group they play really well together, and it's going to be a tough out for them. But I agree with you guys. I think UConn has been the most complete team in this tournament, and I fully expect them to end up cutting down the nets, which would be wild, because my dad actually picked UConn to win it all. Wow. And I knew UConn had a pretty good team. I just didn't think that they were this good. Nope. But, but yeah, he he was all over UConn. So for that, Very cool. for that reason, I'm pulling for UConn to win it all. All right, so now we can go basketball reference. Yeah, San Diego, San Diego State has some has some ballers, man. I, I saw them, you know, I saw mm-hmm. some of the highlights and some of the games. They're, and team. they're a good team, and they're, they're they're physical, they're they're tall, they're athletic, and um, they can shoot. Yeah. No wonder why they said SDU. Every time they win, San Diego State. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they they are no, a good program. They're ballers, man. They're ballers. It started with um. That coach who coached the Fab Five, he really yeah. turned around San Diego he State. Did. He got Kawhi there, and that really yeah. helped start the program. The yeah, name just left me. I was going to say it like 20 seconds, and the name just left me of the coach. Yeah. I can I like, I like can picture yeah, him there. He's, he's an old, 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 old dude. Yep. Yeah. But he was the Fab Five coach, and that's how I knew him when he got to San Diego State. And well, who was the coach? Um, who's the coach of the team? Now? San Diego State? Oh. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that guy moved on, but he really he started this the whole turnaround for the he program. He saved the program. Yep. Yeah. All right. So basketball reference time. You know, Let's do those it. of you tuning in, I put up a basketball reference page of an NBA player, and these guys try to guess who it is. Have three of them. Let's Easy, block, medium, let's, let, let's hard. Block Brett from the chat. Oh, let's let the chat go. I'm, I'm fine with the chat. Think, I mean, the chat's fine. I don't think Brett's in there, but if he is. I know he'll probably know a few of these. So let's go with the easy one. I went two for three this last one. week. I'm feeling good. All right. Let's yeah. see, let's see. I mean, granted, Dylan was out. So, I mean, that helped a little bit of my odds. <laughs> I th- yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought Dylan made it with a, or 
made it to the show last week. I forgot. I did not make the show last week. I did not have a chance oh, to pick. Shame on you, Dylan. Shame on you, man. Hey, man. No, it's all right. It's going to get that money, brother. That worked. Hold on. Now it's like my tab's not working. So I'll have to probably go Yo, back. Uh, did you get some new, some, some new LeBrons at, at the dick store? No. no. None yet. None yet. People steal them anyway. So it's probably for the best if we don't. People today got no respect. Um, oh, and also while we're uh, while you look that up, I do want to give my shout out, my condolences to uh, Na- Nashville. Um, yeah, yep. shootings yes, that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot. I mean, I didn't forget about that, but I, I know it wasn't part of the show and topics. But um, my heart goes out know. to uh, you know everyone who was involved in. Um, Absolutely tragic, just heartbreaking. It's just uh, nothing like more that you could say than just just gut wrenching and terrible. I, I think <laughs> there was a school shooting or um or a campus like shooter at, in Jersey. I think in Monmouth, like the last week. I don't think anyone got hurt, but there was an active shooter in Monmouth. It's like South Jersey. That's like I'm North Jersey, but that's down the parkway for me. So even I mean, it's just like it's tough. Uh, I mean, we can have a whole other episode of you know. I'm talking about that because it's, 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 it's... I gotta pull back up because I can't see it. Yeah, we've okay. seen like Popovich and uh, Kerr speak about it, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys can see it. Yep. yep. All right. So, started off 2016 2017 with the Pelicans, traded in the same year to the Kings, then was traded in 21 22. Wasn't Halliburton? This is not Halliburton, but he is on the same Pacers team. Who is this NBA player? Buddy Hield. No. Yeah, it's Buddy Hield. No, yeah, you're right. Nice work there, Jordan. Buddy Hield, Buddy Hield. You you got to trust yourself. (laughs) Two feet down, back straight, confident. Oh, He he said Buddy Hield, and I was like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, why I was like, oh duh. Because like the New Orleans Pelicans thing, it, I'm like, oh duh. Because the New Orleans Pelicans thing threw me off the first one. I, yep. I, I forgot he didn't. I was getting there. I saw the Pelicans, and I was like, Pelican shooting guard. Who went there? Yeah, that's Oklahoma what, guy. That's I would have got it. That's what got me. Yep. All right. So oh, you got that one? Because I thought Tyler Hero was it wasn't him. So. I was not gonna say it was easy. Okay. That was easy. Right. I like where that button at. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to be easy, so fine. All right, let's go to the, let's go to the medium. Let's go to the so medium. here's the medium one now. Oh, Shit. Play for a minute. No, we're going old. Back machine. So 0102 comes into the league with oh, the Trailblazers. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. is it Zach it's Randolph? Zach Randolph. Zebo? It is Zebo. Nice. Yes. Zebo. Yeah, he, he, oh, he, oh, okay, the Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. All right. Well, now, I, now, I gotta, now I'm hoping this difficult one is actually difficult because you guys blew through the first two. Cool says, good show, guys. Thanks, Appreciate man. that, cool. And let's go to this <sighs> last one. All right. So hopefully this one's going to be obscure enough that I might have to think about it for a little bit. All right, let's pull this one up here. All right. 
Wait, Jake, do you have a PS4? Xbox. What's up? I actually got it on the Nintendo Switch to do the simulation um, while I'm like laying in bed and on the couch, and it's been fantastic today. I imagine. It's like the manager mode, and while I'm just like walking around the house and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. I did like 20 games with the Brewers in like 30, 40 minutes. It was awesome. Okay. That's cool. All right, so I have the player ready to go, so let's share the screen. Who is this NBA player? Is that the Kings or the Knicks? Near Kings or the Knicks? It's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. So I started in 2005-2006 with the Knicks, (laughs) moved on to the Warriors in 11 went to Boston 15-16, uh, traded to Dallas 15-16, ended their career 16-17 with the San Antonio Spurs. Who is this NBA player? Oh, oh. This is going to kill me because I know who it is, but I don't know his name. I think I know. I think I know. Is it? Throw it out there, Jordan. It's David Lee. It's David Lee. It is David Lee, yes. Oh, yeah. oh shit. shit. I don't say because I, I knew he I was Boris Diaz, but just like him making an all star game just kind of threw me it was, off. It was the goal. The, what got me was the all star was this his little window with the Warriors, and he had that all star mm-hmm. game right before it was right before Golden State got good. They had they had him, and he was like a almost a 20 and 10 guy for a couple years, and then they they moved off of him. They already stopped. I think they stopped using him as mm-hmm. what everyone thought and took off. But I forgot. Yeah, it took me a minute. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say a Boris Diaw, but never mind. No, he played. He had stints with the Suns. Mm-hmm. He played everywhere. He played for the Jazz for a few years. He did. Yeah, he did play everywhere. All, yes. all right. So you guys got David Lee. Did have to think about it a little bit, so I do feel good about that. That one almost got me. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. His his later part of his career, like I, oof, I don't remember him playing for any of those teams. Same here, same here. Like I was like, he yeah. played for the Spurs. So he played till twenty seventeen. What? Hmm. Yeah, Good surprising. For Good for him. All right, so we got to the end of the show. Final thoughts. I mean, Jordan, you did bring up the Nashville thing, so definitely want to say, you know, prayers goes out to that community. We've been down this storyline way too many times in this country. And it just continues to happen. So you always feel for, you know, stories like that where you're dealing with kids who innocent lives being taken like that. So uh, definitely, you know, you're right to bring that up, Jordan. So thoughts and prayers out with the Nashville community for sure. Yeah, I think it happened like yesterday or like two years ago. So. It was, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. It's just, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, this world is tough. It's crazy, yeah. and the fact, and and the fact that you know the shooter's dead. I mean, obviously, yeah. If you're an active shooter and you're in a standoff, yeah, you're gonna get shot in the mouth of fire. But the fact that you're gonna shoot somebody and then this, you're not gonna, you know, get that justice from you know that person. It's just a cowardly yep. move. Yep, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my heart's go out to to, uh, to everyone that's involved. Um, the police officers that were the first responders. Um, to get to a shooter, and to the f- friends and family that lost uh, some of their uh, school members' lives. Um, rest in peace to 
I think it was four or three members that got that. that, that it that, was. I think it was three, three kids, kids and three adults. Three, members, three kids yeah. and three adults. Yeah. Was that was that was that a, was that a it, it was a, a high school. It was a private Christian school that was like kindergarten through sixth grade. Was my understanding. Yep. Even that even pisses me off. Yeah, it was terrible. Just terrible. But yes, it is. Always tough to. Yeah, I know Popovich and like. Uh, yeah, I was about Kurt to say. Have yes. been outspoken about that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Kerr has spoken about it recently. I know I saw Twitter or t- TikTok of. I think it was the recent one. I think it was the. Um, I got to look back because I know they kind of did like a highlight of Kerr. It was like, oh, this is like terrible. I think it was the last shooting that happened. Um, but Yeah, Kerr, Kerr hasn't spoken out. It's probably only because they haven't played a game since then. And you I'm know, sure. when he does press conference, like after the game, yeah. He'll definitely bring it up because that's how yep. Kerr and Popovich are. Yep. And good for them for doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, oh, take, put leave no. politics out of sports. I don't care. This isn't politics. Well, this is kids' lives. That's a different yeah. story. Yeah. But, uh, but then anyway. on the lines of Popovich, I do want to shout out Hall of Famers. Looks like it's Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich are finalists who've been selected. That's a good. That's a good class. class that's a really stacked class. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Pop. You know, he's the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pop's going in. No, that's a. That's a stack. That's a good one. That's. Yes. Those are all. All. I know the NBA Hall of Fame sometimes gets uh, made fun of for being too easy to get in, but that's. Yeah, a, this is a legit group. That's yeah. legit. That's yeah. legit. Uh, uh, Says so formal sure. announcement will be at the Final Four in Houston this weekend. So. Very cool. Very cool. Definitely something to check out, but um, you guys don't have anything else. Good show. Thanks for being yes. here. Yeah. Uh, the chat was great. You know, con man, even though some of them were essays, as Anthony put, still appreciate it. <laughs> uh, cool in the chat. Appreciate that as well. Juan was in here earlier. He's he's like a he's a superstar in the chat now since he's kind of come over and, uh, you know, watching a lot of the network shows. But um yeah, we are here every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. It's the Big Three. So for myself, Jake, Dylan, Jordan, you might see some of us on MLB The Show. Look out for us. We're kind of yeah. nasty in the game. Just let yeah, y'all yeah, know. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, on, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitch. <laughs> so follow me at the JJL. JJL's a great. You don't even know your own channel you gotta name. Know your, you got to know your Twitch name. Oh, man. Man. Get the out. show. <laughs> Um, JJ the great window. Jay, see, I was right. JJ the great, but twenty three. So JJ the great twenty three. Which I stream, you know, MLB, NBA, two K, and the Call of Duty. So no, no. I mean, I was right. JJ the great. I was about to twenty three. That's twenty three. Okay. Yeah, but it took you a second. <laughs> you, were, you weren't sure about it. You gotta, you gotta. No, no, I was sure. I didn't know what number I had. No, you still didn't know, man. See, if this was your big break, if this was your big break, and like you were on like a podcast with like millions, you, you wouldn't have got your Twitch off. Let's let me start. Um, I, I Twitch no. on. Uh, I stream on. No, no, on stream. no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. wrestling Dollar joke. Boy, JJ twenty degree twenty three. There you go. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, so we're here every Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Catch us here next week. Uh, make sure you're in the chat. Throw your questions out there, your opinions. We love it all. 
So till next week, this is the big three, and we're out. Have a great night. Isn't that right, Dylan? What? Aren't you playing MMA right now? No, I'm not, actually. (laughs) Come on, on you, man. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I don't. Here. I don't. I don't need to get it. I don't need any handicaps to beat you, Jordan. I don't need. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In this show. Cut the show. All right. Guys. <laughs>